Rebel FM, episode 331. Yep. You did it. I'm Anthony Gallegos. I listened to last week's episode earlier today. (laughs) (laughs) At least the intro. It's good that you got it right before we get (laughs) nuclear bombed by North Korea. Uh, Do you listen to it every every week? No, never. Okay. It actually is just that I still subscribe to it. Uh, Thanks for keeping me those too. numbers and, up. And when, like, and when, like, the episode of Beast Cast I was in, it, it went right into it. And I was like, oh, which one is this? And then, it, and then I heard the intro, and I was like, oh, okay. Out of, our, uh, out of our six listeners, two of them are Anthony and I. Um, and I don't think I ever subscribed to the show on any service, <laughs> actually. Uh, let's see. So, sorry, I'm Anthony Guy goes, we get back to our blah, blah, blah. Whoa, joining me is Arthur Geese. <laughs> You just clipped like crazy on that. I guess I need to. to uh, Mesh Andrene, I probably won't get that loud. Hey, I'm back again. And James Faulkner, we're all here. Hi, yeah, back in a room. Um, hey, video games—they never stop. <laughs> no, they Can't fucking stop. don't stop. No, the only like nothing short of the apocalypse will stop video games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the thing we closed on last week happened. Yeah, the Scorpio did come out. Scorpio oh, yeah, came out. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 it's out already. It's shot, here. Isn't it great. <laughs> the tech specs released. The tech a fair amount of information about the technology inside it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like they got pretty. They got Deep more. Divey. They got more specific than a person like me cares. Like right. right. Like like I don't care to hear like. All they, I want to know is, does it stay cool? Does it function? And what will it do for me? They like, did it like they had something to prove, which. Clearly, they did. I've been yeah. completely snowed under worth work, so it it will. If we talk about the specs now, will it be a rehash of last week? No, no, we, we didn't. It? We didn't have any of that. It delivers. Uh. It's, it's faster than the PS4 Pro, as expected. It hits the amount of teraflops that they guesstimated a while back ago. Well, no, that's what they, they targeted to. Well, what they targeted, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so they they did hit that, and nice. it has twelve gigabytes of DDR5. Yes. Wow, nice. So. Three hundred and twenty six gigabits per that's second. That's definitely the most RAM a console ever has. Very, very, very. How much? How much is dedicated to eight? Uh, games get eight. Games get the eight. OS, <laughs> the OS gets four, which is a pretty. I mean, that should really help fucking console yeah, the, OS, the, OS, the OS used to take three of the... It currently takes three of the yeah. eight. Wow. So, uh, and then... I didn't know the OS took so much. Yeah. I mean, it's got that hypervisor thing that switches between applications. Like, it's right. got the OS, the main application, and side applications. Right. Okay, right. Um, that I never use. Uh, it's got vapor cooling, vapor chamber cooling. Which it's got, is, it's so, got, like, advanced cooling shit, basically, to so help it stay cool. What's the difference between vapor chamber and liquid cooling? Uh, so liquid cooling, no liquid, liquid cooling mm-hmm. is like it actually is circulating a liquid, right? And right. that's what's keeping it cool. Vapor chamber is there's like a small amount of liquid and it's doing cooling where it's putting a ton of energy into the liquid to vaporize it, condense it and turn it back into a vapor again. So it takes a lot more energy to actually change the state of it to a liquid to a gas. And it's, the reason that it has this fucking bananas cooling system is because it is clocked higher than any console has ever been clocked. Right. And, and the power, and like they're really focusing on cooling because it, it's like the S, the power brick is internal in it as right. well. Right. Yeah, so, so uh, not only is it clocked, but it's voltage controlled per console. Mm. Oh, wow. 
so like at the factory, apparently they tune every processor with some kind of automated process to get it at a specific clock speed at yeah. a voltage that will not destroy the pro- the wow. GPU. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense because when you hear something like a 3.5 gigahertz core i5 or something like that, whenever you hear the speed, uh, the clock speed of a processor, that's a guesstimate. Like they put push out chips on massive sheets that have a bunch of right. chips all there and uh they're basically all the same chip it's just that they test the clock speed and it's like well this one only runs at 2.5 well is this one runs at 2.7 so this is this class of core i7 right and it's and, like, and it's like there are you know there are differences in the architecture but like those differences in clock speed that you see the the price per performance or whatever that you're getting those likely could those could have come off the exact same wafer right next to each other so when you're overclocking a chip and you're trying to do the voltage and you're trying to you're trying to find the right voltage to get to the right clock speed it's a chip by chip thing so whatever process they have in the factory there would have to be addressed chip by chip yeah and it's interesting too because i was listening to someone talk about how processor prices because yeah. of that process where they can just print it on a big thing and then find out if how many of them in it is like different yields will determine processor prices that year so yeah. if they got a really high yield of the highest end okay they yeah. can cause to make them a little cheaper but right. it's like if they're more, <laughs> there's literally scarcity yeah applying there as you would expect so it's and it's because the manufacturing processes are so fine-grained and microscopic that there we don't have the technology to control it with any precision beyond what we get off of those wafer it, sheets. It, isn't that like in accordance with Moore's law that at a certain point like we are it will catch up and we will, will be able to so we've print. basically caught up to Moore's law now, I think. In, in, like, ter- in terms of the current amount of transistors that you can like cram into a small space unless somebody comes up with some different kind of technology that can like make a transistor out of like a couple molecules yeah which is almost to the point where we're at anyway mm-hmm. uh then that's quantum computing yeah right? so it's like it's yeah. basically it's basically reached that's why you know it's it's there it's about like cramming cores and putting the ram right. closer to the processor and then having you know cache built and all this kind of stuff just is to increase performance in ways that we can't do by making smaller transistors closer together. There's got to yeah. be like an electrical engineer listening to this getting really mad at whatever we're getting wrong. This oh, is I'm, why I'm sure I'm this getting is why like, we don't do what the yeah. beast cast does, which has a correction section. Uh, <laughs> we should do that though. Uh, but in broad strokes, I, it's really fascinating to me that like Microsoft has actually taken what PC overclockers do, uh, you know, and like they're people that are, experts at like overclocking pcs and they're doing it on a console right. by console because basis. when you overclock a pc it's not just like oh well i tell it to run at this faster clock speed it's also like what's the multiplier set yeah. at and do like what's a stable voltage because yep. every process is different i need to up the voltage a little bit so it gets more power to run at like that higher clock microsoft speed. is yeah. a company too one thing it's funny to say this like going from the 360 where you know they had all the problems they had microsoft is a company if you ask me one company that i think has like heat control Issues. Down unlock, it's it's Microsoft at this point. Well, yeah, because, because they I look, don't want to spend another well, billion. Well, I'm not saying just on console. Yeah. I'm just oh, talking about looking at the Surface books and stuff like that, and how they do their heating. I'm like, man, they're they've fucking. Their got industrial their, design has come a long way. Yes, yeah. it has. They are really but, uh, good. I mean, also like the 360 was a confluence of events. Totally, I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that they had that rep, but you know, they are way right or wrong. Yeah, they definitely come a long way. Um, so everything is clocked way higher than it's ever been clocked. The 
it's got a shitload way more GPU just power from a raw perspective. Uh, one of the things they're talking about is that they've moved a lot of direct 3d stuff off of the GPU or off of the CPU. Oh, okay. I was going to say, um, like there's off like the a GPU. dedicated piece of Silicon, like for oh, direct so it's 3d off the CPU and off the GPU. Yeah. Which wow. saves a lot of cycles on yeah, processor sure stuff. It does. Um, which helps it perform faster. Probably so has its own heat sink and saves processor heat too. I think it's all like one full SOC. Oh, interesting. Um, so it's not in the part with the CPU or the GPU. It's like yeah. separate. Uh, so anyway, so the rub of all this is the fact that it has a shitload more memory than the PS4 Pro does. It's got considerably more just raw graphics horsepower uh, and CPU power. Uh, and that's, it's, performance is higher than the numbers would suggest because of things like that dedicated sort of direct 3d uh hardware Um, nice and so that's smart the results have been that anything running at 900p or 1080p scales almost linearly to 4k Hmm. on the system and leaves a lot of overhead so the example they were using is like the forza stuff that they were running they basically took the Forza 6 engine and filled it with 4K assets, so 4K tracks, <laughs> mm-hmm. 4K cars, 4K everything, with effect settings where Forza 6 was on Xbox One and ran it at 4K 60. And so, they got like 60 to 66% overhead. So are you saying textures that look good at 4K or textures that full have all been 4K ups- assets? Full 4K assets. Cool. Um, because they've been mastering all their stuff in 4K for the last two or three years. Yeah. So they have all that stuff in, and that doesn't surprise me because they were probably, they've probably been doing it since 2013 because there was a big thing when Forza 5 came out that it didn't have enough tracks because mm-hmm. they had to rebuild everything mm-hmm. uh, for a new sort of era of hardware. But wow. um, K. Regier on Twitter says, Is Scorpio going to be a generational shift, a 4K VR capable Xbox One, or something else? I'm interested. I'm just not sure what it is. I've been kind of wondering that too because I'm like it seems mm. like a, the next a neck or we're already in next gen because I'm like if this. I don't have a 4K TV yet am I going like where what is there for me in it like is it that people better will they do like cra- will they do crazier fucking physics things well maybe not because if they wanted to run on other Xbox One I, I mean they they could because there are already like games basically look at games that run on PC and on console mm-hmm. and some games will do more shit on PC than they can do on consoles. Like project cars is, is an example of something where you can just really ramp up a bunch of shit and see how hard it can crush your system. Um, but it's, it's hard to say that it's a generational shift the way that 360 to Xbox one and PS3 to PS4 was, because I think that we are firmly in an era of games on Xbox one and PS4 that could not have been made on 360 and PS3. Um, like shadow of Mordor is, is an example, like the PS three version of that game, the 360 version of that game was a fucking catastrophe. Like it wasn't really possible to do that game Mm. on that platform. Whereas the game that you make that comes out on Scorpio or PS4 pro has to work on Xbox one and PS4 and it has to maintain its frame rate on those consoles. So you'll get games that look, I think really significantly better but they will play more or less the same. It's like having a PC where if you don't have powerful enough hardware, you turn down some settings. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, 
And it's, I mean, you have to decide if that's worth it to you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for you who doesn't have a 4K TV, uh, one thing that they've said is like something that the PS PS4 and to a lesser extent the Xbox One have had issues with is anisotropic filtering. Mm-hmm. Does anybody mm-hmm. besides Matt, you know what that is? Is that where light is that where light filters through the surface? No, that's subsurface scattering. So basically, like Fuck. textures uh, in a in a game like are rendered at multiple levels of detail like the further away from you that right, a texture right. is like the blurrier it should be because it doesn't want to waste all that memory My LEDs. On, yeah so uh the like 4x means that there are four sort of gradations of texture detail hmm. and 16x means that there's 16 levels and uh a lot of ps4 games have been stuck at two or three for some reason because like my switch runs at like two it's and that's like it's a memory bandwidth issue yeah. And it's just one of those things you have to sort of balance with like how much resolution you have and how much texture filtering you it's want. It's like when we'd be playing uh fucking Rust. Rust and in the distance a wood wall would look like a box mm-hmm. and then you'd get close <laughs> enough and it would start to take its shape. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I think what they've said is that it will force 16x anisotropic filtering in every xbox one game well correct me if i'm wrong but anisotropic filtering is more based on texture than level of detail polygons sure, sure, sure. i mean of course they're tied together but um yeah. i mean it's similar ideas but, yeah. but that to uh, me so sounds like maybe i'd see less harsh versions of like draw lines you know like yeah. where you're like walking forward and all of a sudden the flowers are getting like more detailed like yeah. just a little bit out there and yeah. some games that handle it a little weird like you'll have like if a wall is like uh askew to your askew to your angle of incidence then the texture can actually be bisected or it'll look like it's bisected because it's two copies of the same texture next to each other on a wall and sure. it looks like half of your wall is muddy and half of your I wall mean, is drawn in the way you'll see it most often before whatever this is doing is that like five feet in, up to five feet in front of you will look very sharp and then after five feet, it looks very blurry <laughs> yeah. on the ground. Yeah, yeah and you, uh, you can see that line. Yeah, yeah if, you, if you really watch, you can you, see it. Yeah, really yeah. <laughs> especially like you're in a bubble that's like, like yeah. you're just like, or you're like you're farsighted or nearsighted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like not just in like farsighted and nearsighted at a very specific <laughs> point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's supposed to fix that on every Xbox One game automatically. I think every Xbox 360 game as well. Uh, uh-huh. It uses a a new hardware scaler, so if you are running uh, at 1080p, the game will still be rendering at 4K, and the scaler will scale it down, which oh, is nice. essentially like the best possible anti-aliasing that you can. Yeah, have. seriously, like super sampling is what <laughs> is what that's called. Uh, and I mean, it's not out of the question that I'll get a 4K TV in the next year either. Sure, but it's but, like I just wondering because I'm like. Ah. So meanwhile, like the Forza demo suggested that they could load all these extremely high res assets and, and stuff into the game and still have a shitload of, of room left over to do more effects. Hmm. So more effects, more animation, more, effect, more well, physics, maybe not even more animations. Cause animations are probably, are pretty gameplay vital. And I don't feel like lack of animation has been an issue or lack of keyframes has been an issue. In well, I games. mean, I mean more stuff like, uh, like we've talked about a couple times about, you know, like, a game where you know your characters aren't able to holster their guns because that animation couldn't be stored in memory yeah, in the I multiplayer just think as opposed to the single player. We're so far away from these consoles being maxed out in that way. Yeah, um, I think better load times on everything <laughs> is part of it because the memory bandwidth is so much higher 
even with the additional assets. One nice. thing I didn't see a clear answer on is, does the new one have a connect port, or does it use a USB? It's, it's USB. It's exactly like the like Xbox the One S okay. in that regard, which kind of sucks, to be totally honest, because it's another power brick. Which, womp womp. Yeah. But, uh, so, all that stuff will be in every Xbox One game, apparently. They're saying that every Xbox One game should benefit from Scorpio in a much more uniform, consistent way than it does on PS4 Pro, which is, that is a promise that we have not seen evidence for. Yeah, so you should take it's it with a grain of salt. Being mm-hmm. said. But the suggestion is that Microsoft is much more on top of that than Sony has been, yeah. uh, even with boost mode, because boost mode, I think, almost exclusively applies to the CPU, and my cat is dragging her butt on the carpet I'll be, I'll be curious to see how big it is. I imagine something around the S. So they've showed the dev kits now. Like yeah, well, Gama Sutra got pictures of the dev kits. And they are slightly bigger than the Xbox One S and smaller than the Xbox One. But it, but it looks like the S. Uh, yes, but the dev kits also have 24 gigabytes of RAM, more GPU resources, and two hard drives, <laughs> like a one yeah. terabyte, mm-hmm. a one terabyte <laughs> solid state drive. Well, it Jesus. makes sense because you gotta you gotta run a lot of unoptimized assets when yeah. you're uh, testing. Like yeah, grand. so they're they're like blown out so that yeah. developers can do more stuff. And basically, what Microsoft has said is build it on this and start <laughs> scaling it down. Right. <laughs> uh, and also, like they've, there's like two Ethernet ports on them to to facilitate speed of of transfer of builds yeah. of build propagation. Because That's great. like even any any games press person who's gone to a demo like half an hour early has seen the ordeal of propagating builds across. Dev no, kits I mean, I, like, our debugs. our console game has just finally been announced, and so like when I have to go to a PS4 and I'm like, oh, it doesn't have the latest build. That is still... Like and you have 20, to delete the whole fucking thing. The previous one, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like 20 minutes like to get the new one on there and up and running. And so, so they're yeah. like... And with the thing that they have not talked about, <laughs> the thing that everyone is going to have a very rude awakening on come the fall or earlier bandwidth. if the game... It's not bandwidth. Uh, bandwidth, yes, as a byproduct, is how fucking big the games are going to be. Mm. True. Like, yeah. Because 4K textures, dude. I Gears, download, I've downloaded like 50 gigs for Halo. and so, Gears uh-huh. 4 on Xbox One is 53 gigabytes launched to 53 gigabytes Mm -hmm. gears 4 on pc which had full 4k assets was about 80 yeah i remember uh so have fun with that (laughs) get Um, you an external hard drive but also like for devs that means that if you're if you're testing builds constantly the size of that build is fucking enormous and it takes a really long time to move that stuff. So anything that they do to speed that up helps developers out. It's like, quite a bit. It's like they're, everyone's catching out to video production. They're like, oh, it's like <laughs> 10 minutes of footage at like a gig a minute. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, it's going to take a while to transfer. Yeah, it's going to uh, take a little another while. Another thing is that it does 4K HDR video capture. Hmm. Is That's what the Scorpio thing says, which I... I think that there's like a 50-50 chance that that's like someone misreading it. Or it's asterisk something, something, something. But yeah, I was going to say, unless it has some kind of like dedicated chip on it, it to, help, to help with it capture. It has dedicated hardware on the GPU. Like, so so is does it, the is Xbox that, One and PS4. Is it, the, is it that uh, NVIDIA encoder chip thing that's in no, a lot it would of be in, Whatever it is, it's, it's AMD. AMD. Oh, it's AMD, that's right. But it, they, they specifically said H.265 HEVC encoder with HDR and wide color gamut support. That might is, be... I can maybe believe that because H.265 is supposed to be a lot easier on the chips to do their shit. Um, at 4K. 
So supposedly video capture on Scorpio, according to the digital foundry story, and this could be wrong, supports 4K 60 HDR video, which there's not a consumer solution for that shit. Yeah, nobody, nobody records at 4K 60. I mean, there's, well, there's well, not, there's, there's some stuff that, well, that, I like, yeah, yeah, no, no one does it, but like the, the new, new tech, uh, switcher yeah. does it like, and how much is that? Uh, it's actually not that bad. It's they're, they're, they, define not that bad. It's like a couple thousand or a couple hundred or a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. Right. And this, I assume that this will not be a couple thousand dollars. Well, no, it's also, it's, also where, a, it's a switcher. It's not like, it's on a recorder. Where do it's we right. think this falls? I think 500. I, we don't know. No, um, I'm asking. I'm guessing. I, 500 is what I'm saying. The way so Phil Spencer did a follow up interview uh, with Gama Sutra yesterday, talking about like about the way that consoles work with regards to being value propositions to consumers, and he was very clear that they're still in an era where the console is not where they make their money. Hmm. So I don't know. I I could see five hundred. I think five hundred is a reasonable price to ask. I feel like five hundred is them breaking even, maybe. I I think that's probably them making a little bit of money. And I mean, four hundred is them taking a loss. I think, I think it should be four hundred. Are are they gonna? Tr- but are they gonna the treat this four hundred? Yes. Okay. Are they gonna treat this as like their premium premium thing? Yes. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, this is for people that are okay paying five ninety nine for something. I, How much is the S? I mean, you can get it for around two hundred. I, I saw I saw an S is, is today with Minecraft for two twenty on sale. Uh, I think MSRP starts at two fifty, and the, the the S is the Xbox One now. Like it's yeah. not like they don't sell the fat Xbox yeah. Ones anymore. Like if you see that, that's clearance. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's going to be Xbox One S and Scorpio. So don't pay full price for a fat Xbox One. Uh, I don't. As far as price goes, like I, they. $500 would not be an unreasonable cost yeah. for what they're talking about. I think that $500 is a poison price point. It's like $600 yeah. for the PS3. Half a, half a, th- half a grand is... It's it's the $600 PS3. Mm-hmm. It's the $500 Xbox One yeah. mm-hmm. with Kinect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's $100 more than the PS4 Pro. Yeah. And the second that this comes out, Sony is going to lower the cost on the PS4 Pro. I, yeah, it's, it's got to be... It needs to be four hundred. Yeah, I can see them do for, doing four fifty though. I I think that if they do a four hundred dollar version with a five hundred gigabyte hard drive, and then a terabyte version, terabyte version for four fifty or five hundred. That's maybe. a good point. They'll totally uh, use the hard drive capacity to to up the price. But another thing we don't know is if if by some miracle uh, there's an SSD mm-hmm. in any of these. Um. I, does the current one have a hybrid drive? The Xbox One Elite came with a hybrid drive. Yeah. The Xbox One S does not. Mm. I, I'm curious, too, because I saw the Garmin Sutra article, or not the Garmin Sutra article, maybe it did more, Digital but Foundry. Uh, the Digital Foundry article did talk a bit about VR stuff as well. Yeah, they, and Spencer says they have a plan. They're not talking about it yet, but okay. it's not that they don't know what yeah. they're doing. But I, I remember them talking about how, in theory, it could support any number of headsets yeah i think that it's i mean it's windows right yeah. like it's windows 10 device that's just interesting if microsoft were to yeah. not take a particular stake and just be like yeah i think that, i feel like that's really smart i mean like if yeah, you want to support it, vr at all like this is not getting into the like let's make our own headset game is not viable it puts them at the lowest risk yeah mm-hmm. by exactly. saying look there's a, a vr standard and we support it yeah so uh, plug in your other headset and it'll probably work yeah um yeah. would that be, be through usb yeah, yeah, yeah. The Vibe only takes one USB. All right. 
it's the the oculus takes three right yeah so um and maybe connect can be used as a as like a watchtower kind of thing i don't mm-hmm. know um, lighthouse yeah uh i i mean i in in my head the words fallout for xbox one vr exclusive <laughs> oh because they have been up. talking yeah. for a long time about they, it exists yeah yeah they've said it exists yeah and bethesda has fun. a relationship with microsoft yeah on like, that and, game. and and they say that they have uh that it, they have it working in multiple control schemes too i i would assume that they, that you see that on one stage at e3 and then it, it's there's follow-up with more details on whoever it's yeah i i just i wonder who gets to talk about it because like i assume a fallout 4 announcement isn't big enough for the bethesda press conference mm. but fallout 4 vr on xbox one would be enough for the microsoft press conference which it takes place be. four hours before the bethesda press conference the bethesda press conference can be pretty long though and if they want just something to mention 15 minutes, minutes yeah if, i can they see they them mention it like hey guess yeah. what we're gonna show minutes. it for yeah. more check out the microsoft press conference yeah so They'll uh, say they might say something about it and like say when it comes out or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe it has nothing to do with Microsoft. But either way, like Microsoft supposedly has VR plans for it. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know like what the breakdown of that is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I th- it, I think it needs to be four hundred. I I and I'm I just can't see it. I I think that it's optimistic to think it's four hundred. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a difficult thing to ask people to buy for 500 to buy anything for 500 to be totally honest. Um, and I'm running an op-ed tomorrow probably, uh, about all this, but I also think that it should come out in August and not November if they can do it because the big problem with the PlayStation four pro last year is that it came out after every game that supposedly supported PlayStation (laughs) four pro came out. Uh Um, which what is would, like what would time around that for the the Scorpio? Yeah. Uh if Scorpio came out in August, then the first big game that you would play on it in 4K would be Destiny 2. Oh. Duh. Okay. <laughs> that <laughs> would make sense. <laughs> since that game is coming to PC and like will probably be optimized. Yeah, someone uh I mean, it, apparently it's incredibly easy to go from Xbox 1 to Scorpio mm. that it takes like a couple of days to a couple of weeks to get stuff running for Hmm. a a small team. Um, Poot. Mark Hadley says, what do you think the chances are for destiny having crossplay between PC and Xbox one? Hoping it'll be like the recent gears. Absolutely zero. Yeah. Uh, totally none. If it's Xbox play anywhere, it'll have crossplay with the windows store version of destiny. Sure. It will not crossplay with the steam version of destiny. Mm. Just like call of duty, on when the windows store call of duty infinite warfare and the windows store could not play with the steam version of the game last year yeah. Yeah. And of course everybody that i was playing destiny with they were all on uh ps4, PS4 so you know there's no there's no pc destiny for me do, but do we even think it will be play anywhere because I, I i wouldn't i doubt do it, it. Yeah. i think i i i mean if warner brothers and capcom are getting behind it then that suggests to me that they are pushing it and that not only that but I think increasingly developers will not see the Windows Store on Windows 10 as competition for Steam. Yeah. But it's just like a perk to throw in. I just wonder if it'll happen. I guess if Sony's the one who ponies up for Destiny 2 as they seem to be. Mm -hmm. They're getting exclusive content. Like, 
Um, I know, and all the promotions for it. I just don't know how far that reach would extend. And I feel like features go. I, I feel like the the exception to the PC and console crossplay for Destiny though is that like Destiny multiplayer is huge, and like That's putting your PC audience and your console audience together uh, is a recipe for forums outrage. You can already use a mouse and keyboard on your Xbox One if you want, Matt. I know, they're, but they're I can just I can just see people like being outraged well, over <laughs> yeah uh, over PC over people being able to play oh, yeah, on PC sure. and like you know it, it's interesting yeah. that you mentioned that because in the next update, Gears of War four is adding optional ranked cross platform matchmaking. Optional, at least, yeah. Like you can decide if they made whether it, or not you uh, want to. Yeah, allow there's it. no reason they couldn't make it optional, right? Or like, but you can, uh, you can only do or you can only do like PVE content cross play and no yeah maybe yeah. not like multiplayer like not no iron banner right yeah. uh, right vincenzo wrote in it's something he, you already answered because he was like do you think the size will get bigger because of it but uh he says he brings up an interesting point that he's like for those of us for those of us that don't own 4k displays it would be ideal if we had the option to download a 1080 standard hd version yeah that i actually nice. think that that is 100 percent something that they should do and address that would right. be an extremely friendly consumer Down, friendly download download thing. the the 25 gig version as opposed 4K to the 60 gig assets version should be an optional download yeah, yeah. for sure because they already aren't going to fit on the blu-ray disc well especially when we have <laughs> right. bandwidth caps like, right I, I, as someone who finally has to think about that you know it's like <laughs> don't fucking get me fuck started me yeah i'm so oh i i just recently, uh, like as of April fourth, finally upgraded my shitty, shitty internet. Oh, how's that? It's to what? Great. From, so, so you were at what? Uh, so I was on DSL. Yikes! <laughs> I was getting uh, up to seven down and one up. Okay. Megabits. You megabits, so not megabytes. One, that's a little less than <laughs> one megabyte. Right. And so. Uh, the and I did not. Eleanor and I just refused to go with cable. So there's a local service in San Francisco called Monkey Brains, Monkey and Brains they're great. yep, they're microwave point to point. They have a, a big old antenna on the top of Bernal Hill, and if you if the top of your building or the top of your neighbor's building can have a dish on it that points to their dish, then it's a, literally a beam of microwave radiation that goes between two dishes. That poor and, pigeon that flies. <laughs> And the the great thing is, um, I am getting thirty down and thirty up. Uh, so it's synchronous uploads and download speeds. Uh, it bursts up to about forty forty five on you know when things get good, mm-hmm. and uh, it's thirty five bucks a month. Yeah, that's not bad. And so, th- that's the one speed, or can you could you go up more if you wanted to? Uh, I think you can go up more, but mm-hmm. that is like way more than i need yeah and yeah, it's I especially I, I mean like and the big thing the huge thing for me is doing video production and uploading client yeah. work uploading at 30 yeah. <laughs> it's hard to get an upload of 30 on any other kind of service unless you're paying multiple hundreds of dollars a month yeah, yeah. i don't i don't it's even, me <laughs> it's i don't Arthur. even get upload speeds like that i get 150 down and yeah yeah i, I get uh 250 to 300 down depending on the time i only of get day. 10 up though and i get 25 to 35 up yeah i would sacrifice 50 of the down to have 10 more up that's that was my thinking too and i'm like for 35 bucks a month and they don't have any of those there's like no extra taxes or charges or anything it's like 35 bucks and it's 30 down 30 up although maybe i'll start getting my phone through comcast too yay i really like corporate internet that's like 
<laughs> 600 down and 400 up. <laughs> it's really nice. That must be nice. <laughs> Is that your building? Uh, that was IGN speed. Oh, right. Well, yeah, yeah that's what, like a fucking T3? It's, it's multiple T3s. Yeah. T3, T3s are old school, man. That's They probably have like uh, fiber connections yeah, in the building in order fiber. to get that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, remember the, I remember when they wired the office for fiber for the video suites mm. because for, they had for like avid yeah for the check-in check-out like storage stuff yeah but, um so anyway uh yeah 4k asset packs should be optional yeah because that shit is way too big unless it fits on the blu-ray uh wait okay we so, haven't talk, talked about video games at all at this point i mean no, I, did, about you, Scorpio. did you see like what do you think Anthony is like someone who didn't buy a PS4 Pro. Uh, I didn't buy a Pro either. I think what would convince me more is if there was certain games that had like maybe certain gameplay things. Like not that change gameplay, but like if I could get more. Like to me, visuals, like pretty visuals is cool. But I would like to see more complex destruction of an object. And maybe it doesn't affect gameplay, but it just just looks better (laughs) when it falls apart. Like stuff like that I think would be cooler. I think like... They have opportunities to show stuff like that if they've done it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, Crackdown is like the big example. That's what I think of, you know, Crackdown in particular when they showed it a while ago and they're like, we want to use cl- the cloud to do all this weird shit. Like, what everyone in this room wants is just a new version of Red Faction Gorilla. Really? Yeah, totally. On this type of hardware. Yeah. Yeah. Oh where my they could God. Do like, so right. Because now you could do Red Faction Gorilla, but in a city with density yeah dude you know Which I, mean, I, would, I guess it's crackdown three but sure but at this point like if the game comes out <laughs> so the other thing is that it doesn't just support hdr it supports wide color gamut yeah which is like hdr is the contrast wide color gamut is the thing that gets rid of banding yeah and that's like the, those two things are conflated because like those are both part of the hdr 10 standard on blu-ray and but shit. they are definitely not but the same they are, thing they are different yes. uh and i would love to play a video game without banding Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just everything I watch on my TV is 1080p, and, and with the exception of some stuff on Netflix yeah. and like Amazon Prime. some some Blu-ray like 4K Blu-ray stuff. Like I would like to play games in 4K, and it yeah. seems like it'll be more efficient than a PC at doing that. Um, well, yeah, it's purpose built. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's a wait and see, but there's a chance that. I could convince myself to get one and give myself a really special birthday or something. So, uh, I'm really, I'm really happy with my PC right now. I won't oh yeah, me too. I mean, that's just, that's just it, right? Is I actually got a Halo Wars code the other day because mm-hmm. uh, Mitch Dyer. I don't know if you guys saw Mitch tweet. I have a friend who wants to get rid of Halo Wars, and I was like, Hey, how much is that Halo Wars? <laughs> like Halo Wars CE or Halo Wars Two? Halo Wars Two. Did it come with Halo Wars CE? I don't know. I bought it. I down, I bought the code off of one of his coworkers at EA. Huh. So we did the exchange. He said, "You give me the money, I give you the code." And, I, and Mitch was like a middleman. For it. <laughs> he was G two A and two A dot com. Yeah, and Mitch and Mitch was like, and and I and Mitch, Mitch was like, hey, it's and Mitch even introduced it to me like in such a fucking middleman way. He was like, look, it's thirty bucks, but it's Canadian. It'll be even cheaper for you. So, and I was like, and I was like, well, how do I convert PayPal handles conversion? Yeah. Okay, so I was like, oh, okay. So, uh, uh, I mean, it doesn't for you. It doesn't really matter because like your computer is where you play games anyway, for the most part. Yeah. And with, like even if it's like an Xbox exclusive, you can get that on your PC anyway. So yeah. that's like Microsoft's 
messaging needs to be razor fucking sharp and completely clear on how much better things look on Scorpio over everything else because they are like scrapping that line between Xbox and PC Mm -hmm. as far as like what games go where. Yeah. And so, and not only that, but like giving them to you. And if, if I didn't have, and if I didn't have an upgraded PC, I would be really, really looking to save my money for the Scorpio because I'd be like, this is going to be the best way that I can it play games. It sounds like a really a PC that would be $1,500 right. in, in like in like the box. Right. Basically. So for me, I, my PC is five years old at this point. It plays Dota just fine in CSGO. Yeah. Dota box. <laughs> yeah, but it, like it, it, I play it on like low settings and oh, stuff really? like that. Like I don't mm. have, it's, I, when I watch streams of Dota, it looks better than when I play it. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know, because I, I honestly think I, I still want to pe- pay for a PC. Like, I'll probably end up getting both when I get like a 4K TV. But mm. for me, it's like I'd much rather spend that money on a new PC at this point. Yeah. I mean, like there, there was a. I remember way back in when the 360 first came out, and I hadn't upgraded my PC in a long time when that it that particular era either and i bought the 360 and i was like holy shit this looks better than what i could afford for a pc right now yeah oh my god i'm never gonna have to buy a pc again and you know that lasted maybe like three years and then i was like i really want a pc so i think i'm always gonna be like a decent stretch my yeah. pc at this point like i'm I always gonna i have a 1070 so that feels really good but yeah my processor's getting a little long in the tooth what is it so it's an i7 it's like a three point five gigahertz i7 is but it the 3770 yeah i think it was the 3770 yeah so that's mm-hmm. like a f- almost a five-year-old processor at this point exactly so that's what i mean is like overclock that shit i haven't had i haven't had any issues but i also play on like a 21 inch 1080p monitor so yeah. i'm never trying to run it at a crazy resolution yeah also i start up a game and if i deem it that it looks right i never even go in the settings menu oh, okay. i never actually try and see like i can turn on this and this i'm just like it's fine that's the opposite of what i do like i uh e- even when i know that my pc can't handle it uh and this is my older pcs too it's like <laughs> so i always up all the way. i turn it on ultra first <laughs> and, and then, then i turn down. and i, I work my well. way down yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I usually just leave it on default unless something looks particularly bad and then i'll yeah. take it up yeah so you know and, and that actually i guess that 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 lack of caring about that visual fidelity to a degree is really nice for me too because then when i stream it mm-hmm. if it gets a little like uh what's that called like a little blocky because it's macro macro blocking yeah, yeah like that doesn't bother me yeah. but that drives uh, me insane uh well that, that's why it's it's actually good because i can actually stream to my steam link and occasionally when it does that it isn't like the end of the world uh, um uh so video games video yeah. games I've, I've been playing this game called Sticks. How is that? Shard, I've seen that pop Shard of up. Darkness. Shard of Darkness. It is the yeah. second Sticks game. Made Shard, by. not Shart. Very important <laughs> yeah. distinction. It is the second, but actually, if it was called Shart of Darkness, it might fit because uh, not because the game's a piece of shit, but because that kind of humor. That yes, that it's char- not watery. That shit character. <laughs> this is done by a French dude named Cyanide. That character is very much like channeling Deadpool, uh, like, and like ch- channeling movie Deadpool, especially mm-hmm. like like Ryan Reynolds. Like, yeah. That game came out like three years ago, right? Uh, the first one. This is a sequel. Oh, is, is that out? There was one for 360 and PS3, and then now this one is Xbox One done in UE4. It's actually pretty, really pretty at times. Uh, I would say it's kind of like a... It is like... You know like how we t- we used to talk about mid-tier studios all the yeah. time and stuff? Yeah, B-level games. Yeah, and like Raven and stuff would release mm-hmm. certain shooters and stuff that you were like, they're not quite there, but they're almost there. Like 
this is definitely that as a stealth action game. Wow. But it's like, uh, you know, you play as a goblin, so you're mm-hmm. not playing as like a traditional good guy. You're playing as like a, a ugly green skin that everyone hates. And in this world, do- goblins are really fucking stupid. They're brainless things. <laughs> you're and, the only smart one. You can talk. Yeah. Everyone yeah. sees you and goes, that's a fucking talking goblin. And they will <laughs> say fucking, by the way, because this game is incredibly vulgar. Like, and like vulgar to the point of like, being a little absurdity being a little eye roll inducing at times uh, like like vulgar to the point where i mean it is really like deadpool where the character is like so over the top uh, it's and, very french it and so like. breaking the fourth wall like when yeah. you when you die it always goes to a screen where he's there with a bunch of smoke and he makes some quip mm. and so it'll be like you know he'll say something like you don't get an achievement for playing with your feet like something <laughs> like that because you keep fucking dying <laughs> or he's like or he'll say something like uh He'll he'll put his hand in the air and slowly and slowly drop into the fog and he'll go. I'll be back. Like <laughs> like he's totally channeling the fucking Terminator. Yeah, right. Except at the no, last I minute. Got it. Except it, at the it, last minute before he disappears into the fog, his hand reaching up flips around to a, a, a flip you off thing. Like it's very much that sort of humor. You know where the, this came out this week. It came out like a few weeks ago. Okay, like there's, March, there's, like there's a, two there's two games. Like it's, this it's, it's so it's it's not as bad as Drawn to Death. I was about to bring up that. It's not as bad. As, it's not as bad. It's fucking Drawn to it's, Death. It's not as over the top as Drawn to Death, but it's still very over the top in the sense that like, you know, every character's like every character's just like if they're weirdly gross or sexual, they're really gross and sexual. If they're How does it play, if, yeah. So that's the important thing is that it is a really fun stealth action game. It is like. A little rough around the edges in the sense that if you... It was a janky European... If you look around certain places, you can break the AI and stuff like that. But I would say what it feels to me like is like... if In like two games, the I could see these guys being on par with like hit the Hitman devs, IO, at making mm. like complex AI. Hmm. But this is like, you can tell they're they're working their way up to that. Like their so AI, it's like a CD project. Yeah, their AI is getting like really... Their AI CD is starting project, to get pretty yeah. complex and it's pretty interesting and the systems they have... Did you play the first one to compare? Actually pretty cool. No. Hmm. But I'm just saying that like, at the like they are... I'm already impressed by the level of AI this small studio is doing because they're, yeah. they're not big. Yeah. What are they, like 70 people? Yeah, I think they're pretty small. Like, I mean, or relatively small. You know, not super tiny, but... Uh, and... You know, there's like really interesting systems. Like you can vomit up clones of yourself and then possess your clone, run to that, and then like run that clone and get the guard's attentions and go and jump over a wall and then switch back to you while they're distracted. Wow. And That's go pretty cool. Or you can develop a skill tree thing where you can actually like then exchange places with your clone and like kill them to mm-hmm. switch to them. So you can use your clone almost like as a free life to run. And, mm-hmm. like, so this uh, cyanide was started by ex Ubisoft dubs. Okay. Um, yeah, it's been around since like 2001 or four or something like that. Um, and it's, it, like I said, really interesting, like complex UI and like, like really cool environments. Like it feels good to actually go through that environment stealth and it's fucking hard. Like if you get caught, guys will kill you in like one or two hits. Right. So, and that's like on normal. (laughs) Cause you're a goblin. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, you're, and that's just it. Like if you time parries right and stuff, you can kill them really fast. Yeah. But if you're killing somebody, when you kill someone in that game, you have the option to kill them really fast or kill them. And it takes like five or six seconds, but it's muffled. Hmm. So you have to go for that, whether you have the time to, or you might want to kill someone really fast and and have them scream so that everyone comes running and then be gone hmm. by the time they get there or leave a trap so that when they come to investigate, they uh-huh. did the game of Thrones games. They get fucked up. Oh, they did. Hmm. Uh, some game of Thrones games. Huh? I mean, uh, not the telltale game. Of yeah, Thrones. Right. Those there. Otherwise there's only been like two. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they did them both. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> 
Yeah, so they've done some. They've done a lot of work. They've actually been pretty prolific with some good games and some really not good games. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a this is a actually like the story is kind of crap. The some of the writing is like you know like I said is like eye rolling. Yeah. It's like super over the top. But it's just as like a stealth action game going through a bunch of different environments with like really thoughtful level design about how you're going to get through it. It does like give you a little bit of that Deus Ex or Splinter Cell or all those other games vibe like Thief. Like it is a it is an environmental puzzle. How am I going to get through this with all the tricks I have? Right. Up my sleeve because fighting cool. is just not a great option you shouldn't yeah i mean you could <laughs> if you have to you feel really good when you get one parry and you stab a dude and you're like oh fuck i did it. i need to get the fuck out of here though, because i will get rocked right? they have two more games coming out this year they do they have a call cthulhu game coming yeah. out so. what which has a decent amount of buzz yeah i mean it dude. sounds like it's an investigation game which we've been cool. wanting to we've been wanting a new call a uh, call of cthulhu game since we did the game club on it yeah. yeah if we could actually get through this one without console commands that would be a big plus <laughs> right yeah uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it, like I said, it's it's at times really beautiful, and it's like there's a lot going on for it. Like I feel like they like show a lot of promise, cool. Um, you know, and like I said, some of the fourth wall stuff gets a little old, but it's and it's like like they make a lot of in gamey jokes, like even about like other French games such as Dishonored. Like <laughs> there's like a, a part where you're like stealing badges from people and you can go and you're doing that by pickpocketing them. Uh-huh. And you're like, as you steal their IDs, basically one of them he steals, he's like Corva Atana. That's a weird name. <laughs> doesn't sound very stealthy or something. That's what he says. Something like that. Or that doesn't sound like an assassin's name. It's like, you know, just stuff like that. Like that are very uh, like overt for right. people that play video games yeah. and stuff. So, <laughs> Um, have you? Did you ever play the original Call of Cthulhu, James? No, I have not. Dark Corners of the Earth. Yeah, actually, a really brilliant game in some yep. ways, but just incredibly unpolished. Oh, yeah, so, profoundly obtuse. Yes, <laughs> yes. There were times that you, you were just like want to smash your head against the wall because you had no idea where to or go. The part where you had to move the closet in front of the door, <laughs> or fail the whole sequence right. over and yeah. over and over and over. Yeah. Uh. Or like the the monster, the sea monster wouldn't appear, but you had to shoot where it was supposed to be. <laughs> yes, that game was fucked. But <laughs> uh, why did you start playing this? Uh, because I saw that it was out on Xbox One and PC and all these things, and I was like, I really liked the idea of playing as a goblin. Honestly, was what interested me in it because I was mm-hmm. like, of course. <laughs> well, no, because I'm more of like I never play bad guys in games. Like when I play, can't like I would rather be a dwarf or a hero or. And I was right. like, so what is this game where you play as like a bad guy? And you don't, I was like, you don't that, choose the dark side. He's more like an anti-hero. Than a I, guy. I mean, that's why yeah. he's, he's fucking Deadpool. Like he, yeah. he works because he's a mercenary. He's literally, he is literally Deadpool. He works as a mercenary. <laughs> he gets hired by people to do bad shit, but he's just in it for the money. Right. And, and not really any sides. Mm-hmm. And so like, uh, you know, and, and, and like, I just thought that that sounded vaguely interesting and I was looking for something to play because I've, I've kind of wound been winding down on zelda because i beat ganon and then went back because Cause eventually it does end yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i you know i've been winding down a lot of things and i was just looking and i was like and i wanted something to bring to the show to talk about that wasn't something that i thought everyone else would have played so that seemed like a, <laughs> well a done good, a good That's shot fair. for that yep. well done so you accomplished um, all those things yeah that yeah that and super hot i jumped back into super hot no, no i saw you playing that for no night. good reason other than i never finished it so. <laughs> do, you, do you play any more player unknown or were, were you uh, play i tried player to play unknowns player unknowns last night and but i was trying to see if i had controller support because i was playing with my steam link and it has mm-hmm. like 
vague controller support <laughs> in the sense that yes, you can move and look, but you can't do anything else. Yeah. So <laughs> None be, of the inventory stuff. Be warned, do not do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I couldn't even open my inventory. I could just run and look. <laughs> yeah, that's not not such a good thing given the circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that's you know I cool. tried a little bit of that Snake Pass game. That seems all right. All right. When you play the snake. Yeah. On yeah. what system? On Switch. I've been playing on Switch. And I will say it is a UE4 game and it does run on Switch, although obviously it's like aliased and stuff that the Xbox One versions and stuff are not. We're going to see what ports look like on that system because fucking Payday 2 just got announced for it. Really? Yeah. Fucking what? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, I guess that makes sense. They, they try to get all their shit on as many platforms. Winter as- is the nebulous date for that release. Yeah, plus Payday 2 is such an online thing and like I'm curious about Nintendo's online enough as it is that They're I don't know. They're about to have their first beta test with so. fucking Mario Kart Double Dash whatever version. <laughs> well, yeah. And they had the, the, the Splatoon network test. The network test for Splatoon. Yeah, and I'm talking about like Payday is a game where not only does it need to be online but you need to be talking. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, Which clearly oh, yeah. there is not a solution for. Yeah. Really? So, oh, wow. Yeah, it's through. Just Discord through your phone, I guess. I, well, that, <laughs> it will actually, be through your phone. It, their services yeah. like Discord for your phone. So, well, yeah, well, like, Discord is on the phone. I have Discord yeah. on my phone. Well, yeah, I just I mean well. that, yeah. Like I needed to use it over the weekend when I was playing Dota with James and people, and my fucking internet cut out completely. Yeah. Aww. So I had to log into Discord on my phone. So it's like, has something happened? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I I feel like I've just been looking at things to play on my Switch. I almost bought Lego City undercover because I was like, I never don't played do that. that. Exactly, but it's wasn't, that, wasn't that on Wii U? That was a Wii U exclusive. I don't understand who the fuck these people are that are saying that game is good. That game was bad. <laughs> really? Like that game was like brutalized hmm. in reviews and hmm. came out on PC like a year and a half ago and was once again brutalized. <laughs> yeah. Well, I get it in the sense that like just wanting something to play on Switch, but yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I thought maybe about trying that Mister Shifty game, but that seems like man. Right. Well. So I've heard good things about it, but again, it's like everyone on our staff was interested in it, but all of them have bought switches. And I'm like, how much of this is this game looking interesting, and how much of this is the post? Something. What am I going to do with this thing now? Hmm. Yeah. You played Blaster Master. Yeah. Although I've heard that isn't that good either. I've heard good things about it. So I think honestly, the, the, what I'm about to, the bomb cast. W- like what it. I'm about to play. Yes. What I'm about to play is. Uh, is I'm going to be playing. I'm going to try ukulele, despite not being. I'm just going to try it on PC because I'm not. The thing is, I could okay. try it on PC for free, right? Or I could buy it on Switch someday. And I was like, I'll just try it and see if I still hold any desire to play a Banjo Kazooie game. I don't know that I do. So mm-hmm. outside of nuts and bolts, a Banjo Kazooie um, game that plays exactly like Banjo Kazooie. That's what I mean did. when I say yeah. Banjo Kazooie. I mean, I mean uh, literally just go back in time and play Banjo Kazooie again. Uh, a better frame rate though. Uh, or and then there's another game called like the Signal of Tolva or something that just came yeah, out. Yeah, which is from the Sir You Were Being Hunted dudes, which I thought was mm-hmm. a pretty interesting systemic game, and it looks cool. I'm gonna definitely try that out for next week because uh, that game looks really fucking cool. And Dawn of War three comes out very very soon. Yeah, everything's just a holdover until Dawn of War three, so I can find <laughs> out how much I'm gonna hate that game because I, I have had this gut feeling for about six months that, that you're gonna, gonna hate, hate it? that game how come because, because it is a base building rts again because uh, it is a right. base building i've been watching videos and stuff traditional online. rts it is definitely like build and send lots of dudes at each other and, and less stuff. squad based yeah, and like not the hero stuff yeah. that was like my was what I, I was all about it is more like warcraft 3 uh so the heroes but Dawn not attached to a unit yes yeah hmm 
which is how old Dawn of War 1 was. You could attach heroes to units if you wanted, but otherwise they just ran around by themselves. And the heroes have special abilities with their own cooldowns. And ah, see, yeah, I, I just really loved them leading squads. I really liked Dawn of War 2. And Dawn of War 2 is like one of the best RTSs of all time. Yeah, I felt like real. it took a lot of the stuff that was really good out of Company Heroes and then turned it and took that and ran with it like, for Dawn of War 2. Relic had a really fucking phenomenal run mm-hmm. for about four years where they just could do no wrong. But now there's like there's just so much feedback that people were like, nah, 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 we want to like Dawn of War 1, we want more units, and I feel like that's what they're going for. And, I'm and like, there are a fuck of a lot of units. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know if that's for me, so we'll but, see. Yeah. So units are also like squads? From, yeah, of course, yeah, you can retreat and stuff. From and, and, and Company of Heroes, but not, no, I mean, there's not a retreat button. Oh yeah, there wasn't the original one, but I just mean in the sense um, that like, there's a big, I guess I just mean it's there's a, a big blob, and if they get suppressed, they all get suppressed. And As far as I've seen, there's no suppression or anything like that. Huh. I played a few missions of it. I can't talk very much about it. the embargo is weird, but they've done preview events, so I can speak roughly. As far as I can see, there's a lot of footage out there from there the beta. There's very little in the way of cover. Huh. Like that's not really like there are are specific like little points that you can capture that give you cover where melee units have to enter, hmm. and ranged units can't really fire from the outside. But there's not cover. You can aim units by holding the right mouse button and like right because certain in units like Devastator guys have. Cones. Like cones, yeah. yeah. But the the whole cover mechanic, all all the really tactical stuff from Dawn of War Two is not there. Yeah, which I, is a pretty big bummer because so I found be, that way more. interesting. That's what I'm saying. So I just I, I'm like I want to play it because I'm interested in Warhammer a lot, and but I'm just like I don't it know. is fucking epic all the time though. <laughs> like the music is just like really epic, totally humorless. <laughs> like warhammer 40k yeah, it's, I mean, it's in the way that you want to i mean yes the the slogan of like 40k is like in the future there is only war like that's like their fucking slogan like it's, you know it is dumb so and the different army like the different hero units have very different mechanics hmm. like very interesting different mechanics to the point where i don't know i if they have mod support for this game someone will make a moba out of it hmm um, that's it all. would be dumb if they didn't have monsters. That's all I played. It. I don't know. I've nice, James. Do you play anything? Uh, Persona Five, I've, all for days. <laughs> uh, so I actually didn't play that much this week. Got eight girlfriends oh. now. <laughs> actually, I haven't even gotten into like dating, dating anyone. Oh, I'm. Uh, I put probably another ten, to twelve hours into it. How Holy. many hours have you played in this game? Like almost twenty. You're not dating no one. <laughs> I mean, so now to be fair, I played hours and hours of Persona Four, and I never dated anyone. Yeah, so. I, a lot of like the dating stuff it comes in like late game. Well, half mm-hmm. of the game is like uh is just the working towards dating someone. Yeah, so. yeah, like you get to build like 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 relationships. You have to build up to <laughs> or like or having weird sexual <laughs> relationships with someone much older than you. That was like something in Persona Four Golden. Oh, the nurse. Yeah, yeah the nurse. Yeah, <laughs> so, 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 yeah. There's like there's there's some like weird stuff like that with. Uh, the doctor in this game sure. where, she, where you're like a test patient like she's like developing her own drugs and like you and like and like you got you go to her doctor's office and she's like observing you take these drugs and like she's like hmm <laughs> <God>. um, <laughs> um, but uh, everyone uh, keeps on tweeting at me asking me what guide i'm using it's the game faqs non-spoiler if you google it it will show up um and i honestly so I did something that I feel is dumb. So I don't feel bad for using the guide because you shouldn't feel because I don't play a game how you want. Mm-hmm. But uh, I then was playing it on there's like a casual, easy, normal, and hard. I was playing on easy, 
and then I was like, oh, I don't really care, and then turned it on to a casual. But you can't go back from that. Like, why don't you do it that way? And they give you so much more money and so much more the experience that that it is like it is a very casual mode. So there's almost like no the combat has like no difficulty whatsoever. Oh wow! Which I, which was kind of bummer for me. Um, yeah. Not that, not that I like I didn't want the it difficulty. Sucks that you can't go back. Yeah. But. I just I didn't really expect it to be that far in into like it is made so you can just see the story. Yeah. And um. But that, that again the, the like RPG systems aren't the reason I play that game. Yeah. Because it's like it's collecting personas, fusing personas to get more experience, and making them mm-hmm. better, and like. I forgot that that's why it was called Persona. Yeah. Um, and like the, how you how you uh, collect Personas is you get them down to low health or mm-hmm. you knock them on their, their butts into like a basically a critical state and you do hold And then you throw a ball at them. <laughs> I really, you, you hold them up like because every, every character has a ranged weapon that's like a gun or like a You stat. hold them up like you're robbing them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, the, 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 that's great. The group that you're, that you're a part of are a bunch of like... They call themselves the Phantom Thieves, or you can name the group something else. But um, don't do anything that. you want. Yeah, but like, devils. If you people have named like Gary Busey, um, yeah, of course, that's terrifying. Yeah, um, but like you hold them up, and then you can either ask them for money, ask them for an item, or tell them to give you their power. And then to, if you, depending on, I forget exact, I'm not sure what the exact qualifications are. Sometimes they'll just join you. So if like, mm-hmm. I think you think you're over a certain level, but sometimes you'll have to have a conversation with them and like try to impress them or try to like, like intimidate them into joining you. And you just to figure out based on the dialogue, what they want or otherwise they'll just like run away or attack you <laughs> um, again. Um <laughs> But the problem with playing on like casual is mm-hmm. that you get so overpowered that I'm like just one shotting stuff. Then like, oh, you can't actually get them. To uh, is it boring? <laughs> yeah, that that has made it boring. Uh, not there at least the combat stuff where I, I again you can really complete the dungeons in like I would say like one sitting. Like they can take they can you can do them over two or three days depending on like what some of the dun- like the story dungeon requirements are. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of that game is just me. Like I, I I'm enjoying the rest of that. Like the Does social, it feel the like social watching it? A little bit, yeah. It looks, it's like watching anime with, with some choices. Uh, and I'm not saying that like as <laughs> no. like to, to minimize it. I'm just no, saying like it's it's the, that, at this point, is that why you're doing yeah. it? Yeah. So to put it even into like a deeper context for me, I when I play games, so my my TV is on the cabinet and then that's at the corner of a wall that's next to my desk that's also on the other corner of that wall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you're you're double dutying is what you're telling me. Well, no. And so normally like if I'm if I'm like playing something I'll sit at my in my desk chair, swivel it around and like play on the TV with persona I just lay in bed. Like like it's so passive for me <laughs> that uh, that I it's like it is like watching TV or a movie that, sure. I, that I'll just put on I'll put on headphones and just fall, like fall asleep to it. <laughs> I mean, like is it almost a visual novel sort of status? Yeah, completely. Right. Yeah. I mean, if I could have played Persona 4 Golden for it to just be that, I would have. Because that's what I wanted out of Persona. Every time I went to a dungeon, I was like, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, if you you were looking for that and you're interested, the casual mode is great for that. Because then you, after you, you can buy all the best equipment. Like, you don't have to, where they give you so much fucking money that, like, after two battles, like, when you'll do probably like 30 of them, you could buy the best weapons that the vendors currently have. And like a bunch of healing items. Do you think you'll finish the game a lot faster than otherwise? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a plus two because that was it. You don't need it to be a hundred hours. I really don't. (laughs) Especially if you're following the efficiency guides. Like you, you'll, you can see all that stuff that you want to see 
and then yeah. and then and yeah. I, I, all I care about is like the conversations because they, they end up being really co- like complex and deep characters as you get further in. Now there's a lot of repetition because that's just how a lot of Japanese media is. Um, like they're just talking yeah. about things in a similar way, like mm. and like, I, like conversations the you have with guy, your. Though, I can see being really good because the reason I didn't like Golden at times was it would be like your friends are somewhere around town. You got to wander around till you find them so you can have the right conversations with them and stuff. And I'm like, right. oh, Jesus, which zone do I need to load into to get to the people? It, it says, yeah, the nice thing about five, I've only I've only had to go run and find someone once. The rest of the time, they'll be they'll like text you and be like, hey, do you want to hang out today? And uh, if you say if you were like text back, like yeah, it will just warp you to them. Oh, okay. nice. Um, and the other thing that it's uh, it's been doing is you can per zone, so like you have. Yahama, I think, is where where your your like house is. Um, even within that area, which is a very small area, you can hit the map button and then like scroll to like a certain store and just warp to the store, and it will put you right outside. Oh, okay, of it. so yeah, they definitely added a lot of yeah. There's usability a usability thing. There's a ton of usability things, so that you you don't have to be like okay, go to the train station. Remember how to get because you have to make a transfer to get the, to the school, <laughs> and they make you do it the first time, the uh-huh. first day. Um, but after that, like once you've discovered locations, you can just warp around. That's good because just like real life, once you know how to get to a place, you know how to fucking get to a place. Yeah, it's yeah. Just on autopilot. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I think uh, the I'm, I'm I'm in the middle of the second dungeon right now. I'm like I'm finishing out the midpoint of that one. Um, how many dungeons are there? I don't know. I probably think probably, I think Persona Five had five or six. Um, so do you know yet which boys and girls are DTF? All of them. <laughs> everyone, 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 they're all horny Fucking teenagers. millennials. Yeah. Also some adults. Oh, also, of course. Age of consent is different in Japan. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, uh, there's some... I don't think the translation is super great. Um, or the localization is super great, maybe. Huh. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I think some of it... Like, some of the non-main character dialogue, like, the, like if you're just walking around, some of that text and then some of the then the because not all of it is like actual vo sometimes it'll just be like a text bubble that pops yeah. up as you're walking past some people it's like uh, english is a second language translation maybe. uh yeah it's just like it's just slightly off yeah like it, it's been copy edited but it's not it wasn't localized where you're right. like well you maybe wouldn't use that word um or phrase it in that right, particular right. way um but it's it's funny and touching and like kind of gut-wrenching at times um good and uh yeah I'll, I'll probably complete it nice i know the only persona i've ever played was i played uh persona 3 fets yeah. and uh i only got about halfway to maybe three quarters of the way through it because i couldn't that's a ps2 game yeah uh i couldn't stand the dungeons yeah i couldn't stand slogging through the dungeons and grinding through it anymore i was like i can't do this anymore so yeah they've, they've shifted that away a lot and like a lot of this game is you you're you can like when you're in the dungeons you can hug corners because you're uh, ostensibly you're stealthing through because you're thieves Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and so you can like lock onto a corner and that will like put you into like a a hide mode and is it a fucking cover system yeah (laughs) and it's not always great because sometimes if you're switching like corners it doesn't like do how you think you'd want it like don't say like like gears where you could like you could shift your camera to the other direction you can't do that it's only like a very and if you're on a corner you can only look in the way that it wants you to uh, uh-huh. uh, but but from that if they're like if there are enemies patrolling because like kind of how like they do their physical 
object like the physical beings in the world before you go into the rpg system yeah um you can then like stealth attack them i wonder if there. this will come to switch i don't <laughs> think so because sony helped pay for it i think Did they i think so I wonder what happens when they start making Shin Megami Tensei games on Switch, and then you've got like full-on production value SMT games on one system and Persona games on the other. I thought I thought they were there was a uh, Shin Megami Tensei game that came out on 3DS, maybe. Yeah, With, no, there were. There's been more than one, I think. Yeah, recently, but, like, like recently though. But that's the 3DS. Right, right, right. I know. Whereas the Switch is theoretically something a little more modern that ostensibly would support a drinking problem yeah. <laughs> water all over myself <laughs> from and not not just like a random water bottle either it's actually one that has the uh, you'll have to forgive james he's got a, ca- a mean case on of the mac and cheese <laughs> <laughs> he has not been at more than like a 60 degree angle since the podcast started recording <laughs> look at uh, your couch is very comfortable and i ate a lot of mac and cheese <laughs> me um, too anyway i just I wonder if Shin Megami games will remain this sort of like overhead pixel art or like less complicated looking thing and Persona will stay the big budget stuff just because mm-hmm. that's what that's what they can do at this point. Like the Shin Megami games pay the rent and Persona is like the big vanity project. Hmm. Yeah. Although it sold pretty well. I haven't seen numbers. Like between Japan and North America it shipped 1.5 million. Hmm. Not bad. Hopefully that's profitable for them because it's been in production for a while. Yeah, and that's a hard game to pitch to a Western audience, even though like they, it's very much for a Western audience now as well, I would think. With the exception of the homophobia and awful handling of gay yes. characters. Really? Yeah. yeah. yeah they, they, wasn't the character in 4 gay? He's like ambiguous. No, like I thought What's-His-Face was totally gay. It's it, The one voiced by... What's, Trey by, Baker. Trey yeah, Baker. I think it, it's... It's as like, I never got far enough to really see though. I think the way that they put it is it's like an animosity towards other men versus like having male friendship stuff. But that's it implied also that he he may be gay. And like it's and they don't that's again, why he has it's animosity. not handled very well. Where they're not they don't they're not like they don't. I guess I don't remember it very well. Hmm. Yeah, and I, it's not handled very well in Persona Five either. No. Apparently, from like universally is what I it's what I've heard from people who played it huh. mm-hmm. I'm I know cur- Katie was super disappointed I'd be curious to see I don't even know how like gay people are handled in Japan poorly okay yeah so unsurprising then <laughs> I'm just curious like I'm not saying that it's right I'm just like as a cultural thing like oh no you're totally saying that it's right no I'm saying I'm no, just saying I, like yeah. I would be curious culturally what they're where they're at with that stuff because I have no clue yeah I think and I think it's not it's not all uh, we're definitely not saying it's all Japanese devs because I think there are some other games that have done, of course, done stuff. Even recently, I think Nier has has handles it pretty well. And um, hmm. did you finish Nier? No, I've been focusing on Persona. I'm going to go back after I finish. Um, Nier Automata, Automata. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Am I the only one here that gives a shit that Bayonetta's on PC? Nope, because I or I do give a shit. Yes, okay. yeah. I never played it. <laughs> I don't. I I downloaded it. I should play it and figure out how well it holds up. Yeah, it's a pretty good game. I heard it actually looks good at 4K. Like it actually. It looks probably very clean. Yeah. So, uh, what video games have you played? Not just downloaded. Well, wait, Matt. What have you played? 
I, if, when I talk about it, I want to frame it so that people can skip it. If they okay. Want to. Uh, okay. Well, the, the only thing, the only thing that I've had any time to play, but, but I actually kind of finished it was uh, Mass Effect. And uh, you actually kind of finished it. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, you know there's still more to do in the universe. Well, you got but the, I finished, you finished the, the story. I finished the story. Yeah. And uh, it was great. I really love the the way it that picks game wraps up, up quite a bit. It definitely the, and, does. Like, in the middle, the sort of like second two thirds are a lot stronger than the first third. Yes, like uh, I liked the very opening of the game, and then it definitely slowed down. And then like once I stopped like bothering with a lot of the planet stuff that I realized was kind of filler, and started concentrating on just doing the stuff to advance the storylines that I cared about. Yeah. Uh, I started having a lot more fun with the game. Yeah, I might, I might mainline that game mainly at some day, but wait. probably like six months from now. Yeah, there, I, there is some be a better game because what? Do. Like, I was yeah. at my friend Paul's house after listening to Arthur talk about the load times when you go to scan planets and stuff, and I was like. They, you can skip them now. You can skip them I know, now. that's what I'm yeah. saying. Wait, so I was like, wait, okay. so they were always skippable? It wasn't no, like a no, they yeah. added the ability to skip those. What the yeah. fuck? There, there's and a button so, where you can skip that now. And so, yeah. that, so when I heard about that stuff, I was like, and saw that they were like, we're doing other work, I'm like, like they fixed a bunch of like facial animation stuff and a bunch of eye shit, like because the eyes and the like eyeline bad. Yeah, like like like, like, like I, no, 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 not no, the eyeline. I, I like, like where they the might look in a weird direction. They and looked stuff like too. everybody had like glass eyes. No, like, like on the plastic. So on the on the PC, that problem only popped up occasionally. Like um, it, most of the time, people's eyes were great, and like there were definitely times where people's faces looked way better than other times. Uh, so the the big thing with the, the patch that the most recent patch fixed a lot for me was of course you know there's stability stuff in the single player but uh my friends and i were trying to play multiplayer a bunch after it came out and that shit was fucking broken like right, battlefield I, three levels of broken yeah i mean well, like crashes to desktops disconnecting from the mass effect servers which would drop people from multiplayer games if you had boosts equipped and you got disconnected from their uh, account servers it would just erase the boost so like you're like I have an XP boost equipped and like nope not anymore. That so. is a game I'm amazed to pass cert. Like Dude. honestly, yeah, like yeah, it gets everything past cert. Seriously, yeah. terrible, terrible shit was happening in multiplayer, yeah. especially on PC. And uh, and after the patch, it definitely got a lot better. There's still some some issues that multiplayer has, uh, like because you know it's peer to peer hosting. Yeah. So uh, is it? yes, which is uh, a bummer. Um, so whoever's doing the whoever's doing the host, um, I'm not getting this. Uh, it's really inconsistent because different computers with different specs get slowdowns on different multiplayer maps at different times. It seems, and it also seems related to how long you've been hosting. My my computer isn't getting any slowdown, but a couple of my friends' computers, which are like just as powerful as mine, are also getting they're getting slowdowns. Hmm. And uh, there's definitely they fixed some of the worst rubber banding issues. Like it was so bad when the game first came out that like I could sit in one spot and my character would move and i would never even touch the controller i was like let's just see what happens if i stand here and my character would just like start sliding because like <laughs> there was something in the communication where it couldn't keep track of like what was going on the simulation between client and server just weren't communicating with each other and that's gotten way 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 better yeah. since the patch but there's still like oh all of my audio dropped out and it's not going to come back until I restart the game. Yeah. I'll say even like Battlefield 1 at this point, 
it, there's always there's like a twenty percent chance anytime I load into that on Xbox One that I'll just load into a black game. Like it's just <laughs> a HUD and I blackness. Play more of that this weekend. I've been trying to get into more of it because, and I've been like this close to buying the expansion stuff because yeah. I'm like <laughs> I want to play those. I new actually maps. have a pass for it, so I could buy it. And we could play together, and you'd be able to play on that. Oh, nice. That's the way the DLC works in that game now, which is extremely consumer-friendly and fucking impossible to message cleanly. Because I didn't Mm. know that. I didn't know that at all. Well, also, like, if you tell, like, if you try to explain that to some random person, like, there's, like, a 60% chance you're going to get a, wait, what? Yeah. I I still have no idea what we're talking about. So the multiplayer is better, is what you're saying. It's the multiplayer. Better. The multiplayer is a lot better, and the multiplayer game, the multiplayer in that game, really is once you start getting because there's bronze, silver, and gold tiers of uh, you know basically horde mode, just like there was in in Mass Effect Three. And uh, once you start playing the silver tier, where stuff can get really hectic really fast, uh, and you got to have characters that are like at a high enough level with enough powers unlocked to to actually like fight it effectively uh but anyway um i really started to appreciate the combat in mass effect andromeda like even more and like all the crazy shit that you can do like the jump and the dash and the air dash and the ground pound the melee versus long range versus medium range combat is extremely well tuned (laughs) and uh all of the powers in that game are fun like uh, there are definitely, I would I would definitely say that melee classes seem to be more fun than range classes, just because you can do charge, you know, like melee, com- Nova stuff. Strike, yeah. yeah. Do they have and the different weapons uh, in they do. multiplayer? So like you can load out with different weapons. You can, but you have to get them in card drops. And so what happens is that like. So you have all of your character classes that you can unlock. There's like male and female human engineer. You know, you can unlock uh, other things like the Solarian architect they just added. And like basically you unlock new characters by getting them in card packs. And the first time you get a character in a card pack, that character is level one. The second time you get a character in a card pack, uh, that character is, uh, it's not level two. It's like class two or whatever. Because your characters can go, each character type and class can go from level one through level 20 and uh, then you can prestige if you want to but you can go from level one to level 20 uh but if i'm level 20 and my hema- my i'm still using the female human engineer one then i'm going to have less skill points than somebody who has like female human engineer eight and they all go up to 10 so if you if you get that card 10 times uh, every time, if you have female hum- human engineer two, you, you get more skill points that you can apply regardless of like, you know, uh, your, your, your experience point level. Right. Uh, if you get female human engineer three, then it unlocks a, a color picker unlock for like pattern two or whatever human female human engineer four unlocks more skill points and so on so you get different unlocks as you get it so you have an what does the actual level do then so the level all the level just straight up gives you skill points uh so it's like uh yeah levels one through level 20 you just it's just like the base game every time you level up you get more skill points and uh yeah the 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 way that you you really start to pay attention to the skill points of your of your team members or the skills of your team members, because you'll be like, because there's, essentially there's three kinds of attacks. There's damage attacks, there's uh, uh, combo initiators, and uh, things that explode combos. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just like in the single player game only. It's like it's not element related at all. It's not like fire versus ice or electricity versus biotics or whatever. It's like uh, there are combo starters and there are combo exploders. And then there's your guns. And combo, so combo exploders yeah. just sounds like a Yeah, cool I don't even know I don't even know what to call them. Yeah, it's initiators and like the ones that explode combos. I don't even know what to call them. A finisher? De- detonators. 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 Yeah, there we go. It. So initiators and detonators. And with certain classes like that will cause a chain reaction of, yeah. of additional explosions like from any enemy that it touches. And it will also just do more damage. So every time you look in your powers, you can see like, this is an initiator, this is a detonator. So it's like, you start to see like, oh, this engineer over here is using their cryo beam and is like, they have the area of effect boost on it. So it's actually, they've cryoed like three people at once. Well, if I go in there with my, biotic charge and then nova that's a detonator i can detonate three people at once it's like status effect is an initiator yeah and damage is a detonator yeah and it's it's really fucking cool when you guys have all got your shit together and are like moving from one point to another Hmm. my only complaint right now about the multiplayer other than the that the stability still isn't where it needs to be uh is that there's only five maps Mm-hmm. There, there's another map that you Which can play sometimes with the. Over time. I really hope so. Uh, there's still there is another map that you can play, like when you play the the Apex missions. Um, which you can normally just send your stripe teams on either through the app or through the game interface or through like your uh, your in-game interface in the Tempest or whatever. The entire game without doing any of that shit. Yeah. Uh, so the good thing about doing that is you can unlock, if you do the Apex missions, you can actually do them in multiplayer or you can send the in-game strike teams to do them. Did you um, ever play... You get mission funds and then those mission funds give you equipment, which is really effective in the multiplayer. Did you play Black Flag? Assassin's Creed 4? Black Flag for about an hour. Oh, oh yeah, I did play it. Like yeah. the the sort of ship management thing where you're sending things out on missions right. and shit. It's a lot like that. It is. Or wasn't that in like Rev- Revelations? Yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. It's been in a couple games now. Yeah, it's um, been around. But yeah, Mass Effect Three is really good. We're, Andromeda. We're, uh, Mass Andromeda. Effect Andromeda is also really good. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of that stuff is just like. Here is our revenue stream once we add this to EA Access. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Let's sell some cards. <laughs> yeah, you can totally buy, like, I don't know, EA points or Bioware points or whatever. You can buy... Oh, yeah, you there's can, microtransactions. There's stuff microtransaction there. stuff, but you don't need to. I like If you're playing at silver level, you're getting so much in-game currency that I have no problem I feel like buying tons and on, tons and tons of card backs. On consoles, EA has done a pretty good job of not making microtransactions feel abusive. Yeah, like arguably as well as anyone, and mm-hmm. making that stuff not feel that's abusive. Plant, wasn't Plants vs Zombies like their testing ground for yeah, that? Plants vs Zombies, you can you the first can, one. I don't. You it, can buy coins in the second one. Mm-hmm. I did it solely because I got a. The only reason I did this because I got a copy of the game for free. So I did it because I enjoyed the game. So I put like thirty bucks into it. That being said, I have earned millions of coins and earned. Probably a thousand card packs just through playing, no problem. Yeah, it's the yeah. same there's thing like, with this game. There's, there's, you can do it if you have more money than you like. If more you, money than time, yeah. Or <laughs> even, or even you're just like, you know what, fuck it, I want forty packs right now. Yes, you can impulse do that, but there's no reason. There's never like a. I never felt a choke point where I was like, I have to do this. Yeah, I think went on to EA Access pretty fast. I think like seven months, eight months. Oh, plants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good that it did. I mean, I feel like it, it saved. It. There, there was a time where I was like talking with my fiance and i was like she's like i love this game and i was starting to look at the map and the player things and i always big there's always like one or two people not playing and i was like yeah 
enjoy it while we can. I feel like we're sunsetting, and now it's like, it's back because nice. of that. So good. That's why I always. Well, I had problems with Hearthstone, but I never got into it. Just because I felt like you had to have so many of the cards. It's funny. I spent like $30 on Hearthstone and barely played it. Hearthstone is a game, though, where it's a little bit like... I. It has a little bit of the Dota thing where I feel like you have to maintain. Except that the thing is about what you're talking about. You always have to keep having the cards. Is They get rid of a lot of cards each time they introduce a new like series. Hmm. Like They ban a lot of the cards in play. Also, that game you can totally play casually if you just do tavern brawls each week. Sure. So, that being said... I've never gotten into it either. Yeah. I like it. I liked what I've played of it anyway. But I've I mean, never it's a gotten great super game. into it. Yeah. It's just like I only have so much time for games that take time to like hone skills at. Like I barely <laughs> have enough time to maintain any vague competency at playing support in Dota. Like, <laughs> so everyone who I know that plays Hearthstone a lot like plays it on their phone, like when in the yeah. middle of doing something. Most else. of the people yeah. I know that play Hearthstone and are really into it also have very young children and they uh, play it because it is a game that they can play a lot of while having a very young child yeah so um did you have anything else right. no that's all i did this week uh do last you two weeks look i guess letters and i'll we're gonna take say like five things about prey or something yeah the five things you need to know about prey <laughs> yeah, well, let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk a little bit about prey and read some letters right on Hey. Hi. We're on the, we're on the chairs. <laughs> Maybe a moratorium on the mac and cheese. Yeah. Well, uh, that's, uh, earlier when you said homeroom. We should just hang homeroom. out and get homeroom. I, I, yeah, I, exactly. I thought, Jay, that's why I, that's why I sent an email that was like, I'm side-eyeing you if you're ordering that milkshake. Because <laughs> James, James will often get this heavy milkshake. And then by like the end of the show, like granted, he also wakes up much earlier than I do. Wait, you're usually falling asleep. Oh yeah, well I Dude, I woke up at four thirty this morning to get our cat into surgery. Yeah, I I usually wake up around eight thirty. Wow. That is kinda late. I wake up earlier than that. I work from home. Yeah. So <laughs> and I yeah. You piece of crap. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh so there's this video game coming out in May. And it's called Prey. Cinco de Mayo. Oh really? Yeah. Is it coming out? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. The, I've played it about two and a half hours now. I haven't seen any connection with single mind. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would love that. A pre-order pack comes with a fake mustache. Yeah, yeah. Like super um, stuff. Yeah, I'm still largely of the opinion that you should go on Media Blackout on Prey. I mean, if you're interested at all in it, I've, I've, seen looked, at, I've looked at screenshots and heard what you've had to say, and that's about it. I think, uh, especially the introduction is just so good that, like to read people talk about it the way that people do inevitably in every fucking preview that they write for every video game just really does it a disservice. Well, that's but, good, uh, but I don't know you, anything about this game. But if you put a demo, which I think is the opening hour. So I think that the demo sh- should be good, but apparently progress doesn't carry mm. from the demo to the game, which is especially shitty because the Dishonored demo that they just released does retain your progress. Well, no. at, at that point, you're just like releasing the full game. 
Maybe. Yeah. But still. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm still of the opinion that you should go as dark on Prey as you possibly can. Mm. Uh, I played another hour. Uh, and I think what I would say without really spoiling anything is after I played and spent my time with it, I talked to uh, Ricardo Bear, who is the lead designer on the game, about some of its influences. Uh, and one of the answers he gave me really surprised me. Uh, but I definitely saw in effect, which is that um, I asked if there were like games that happened over the course of development or like immediately prior that influenced the way that they thought about it or changed what they thought the game should be. Um, and one of the things he said is that originally the game had a lot of survival elements that they cut out, <laughs> um, like hardcore survival, like broken bones, like stuff oh, like that. Oh, wow. Broken um, bones and bleeding and... And like food and water and stuff yeah. like that. And they cut them out. Uh, but that's something that they would potentially like to add back in at some point, which given the stuff that they've added to Dishonored since that game came out, it doesn't seem outside of the realm of possibility. That and it's the same with Fallout as well. Like Fallout had yeah. like a hardcore, yep. a hardcore survival mode. mode. Yeah. Survival mode. Survivor yeah. mode. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> you so don't it okay, seems, James? <laughs> it, it seems possible that that stuff could make it to the game later. Yeah. Uh, but the, the game that has had an effect that are in, in Prey now uh, is FTL is the game they brought up. Huh, cool. Exactly, yes. FTL, the overhead spaceship <laughs> chaos simulator game. Yeah. Like, as in, like, it's run-based, or...? No, so one of the things about FTL that you really need to sort of learn how to deal with and take into account is, like, the sort of dynamic chaos right. that develops on your ship, like, that stuff goes wrong and that causes other stuff to go wrong, and it's, like, this cascade of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you don't know how to deal with that, then you will die Mm -hmm. um and there is a semblance of that kind of design sensibility and prey that like there is a sort of functional elemental system in place that like certain breaker junction boxes will like start arcing electricity if they're damaged or like there's like gas pipes all over the walls so if like an errant shot goes off of one like it might cause a jet of fire and if that collides with something combustible it can cause like a big fire Hmm. um and that if, like, a, a sentry gun gets knocked over, it might go crazy and cause, like, a bunch of damage and, like, cause a bunch of, like, cascading explosions. Mm. Um, and part of this is borne out in the fact that there's, if you've watched any trailers or anything, you might have seen the goo gun, which is, like, this thing that, like, sprays this bubble foam that incapacitates things or, like, just, like, blocks off things. You also use, like, a climb, I think. Kind of, but they've actually made it so that it's, only usable for traversal in very limited cases because it was breaking the game. Ah, no, I'm sure like, <laughs> people were using it to exploit things and they would have had to completely redo the physics to keep it the way that it was. Um, mm. But it has an alternate function, which is that it puts out fires. Hmm. So like they had to give you a method of putting out fires <laughs> in that game. <laughs> so game designed by chaos. Like a foam gun like that though. That's exactly in real life what, what it would be for. Sure. Yeah. Is that's definitely out- well, I, I think, like, the real-world application is as a crowd control sort of s- situation. Like, that is, like, a crowd control technology that's being researched. But also, yes, like, as a fire control device, because it just, like, squeezes out all the oxygen. Um, but that is an example of, like, a, a mechanic that they put in that they support. That, like, there is a way to put out fires, which is good, because you'd be <laughs> fucked if you couldn't. Um, the entire room's on fire, and you're just like... I'm going to go back this way. Uh, (laughs) And going back to the last event that I went to, the sort of like post game, 
like bullshit session of of like talking points that they want to hit so people write them up in the previews which i did not because Mm. i didn't write up a bunch about it uh in, originally in the game, they had like a joke weapon, which was like this like little like foam crossbow, like a Nerf crossbow mm-hmm. that doesn't do any damage to anything, but mm-hmm. it has physics. And so what they realized people were doing is that like all the computers in the game are touchscreen computers <laughs> and and like there are switches in it. And so they would find ways to activate and use computers by using these foam guns long distance yeah. <laughs> that's or hysterical like through that's security great. stations like yeah. the little yeah. like gap in the security stations like window like they would shoot under it and like <laughs> navigate a computer three menus down to open the door that's so good uh and they just decided to run with it and that's a thing that's in the game that like <laughs> uh, and in the video i took because i had to take video because welcome to 2017 and covering video games mm-hmm. um you can see me using the foam crossbow to open a security station. And just like a touchscreen of today, it took me like six crossbow bolts to get it to register the touches in the right place because there's like a weird little offset on the fucking LCD screen. Um, But there's a lot of creative thinking in the game like that that is very suggestive of the design philosophies in it that I think bodes well for it and makes me... I continue to be hopeful for that game. And watching it, I get why people are like, it looks like Bioshock and stuff, just because there are certain visual interface things that are very similar. Like, not the gameplay is necessarily sure. the same. It's, it's, like, just, it's almost like a, a late 1800s nautical sort of It's even just like the font it. and stuff sometimes that they choose to use for certain things and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but, um, I mean, but, uh, not that that's a bad thing to me. ever. I fucking love Bioshock, and this game sounds awesome, too. It's very long. Um, critical path with a few side missions is 20 hours. Whoa. Um, doing all of the side content. I'm actually I'm surprised. Could take 35 yeah. to 45 hours. Wow. Because there's like a list of crew that you can find and you can find every one of them. Whoa. I was expecting it to be eight hours, honestly. Like no, it, like, it's, it is very much like an open world type thing, like much more so than even the first Bioshock was. Hmm. Like there are missions that you do in certain sections, but you can go back and forth into those sections at will. Mm, that sounds awesome. And there are side quests that go from depart from compartment to compartment. Full disclosure: one of my really good friends is a designer on this. So, yeah. <laughs> and his level is the level I played. Okay. It was funny recognizing some names. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. That's one of the bizarre things about like doing this job for long enough that you know people in development like that there were multiple names in Fallout 4 that I recognized. Like uh if you are a fan of Gone Home, uh one of the designers on that who is also a designer on BioShock 2 uh was Carla Zamanja. Hmm. And there is an outpost named after her in that game. Outpost Zamanja is an outpost in Fallout 4. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was based off real person. I mean, there's not a lot of Zamanjas walking around. Right. <laughs> um, and just like playing games and seeing those references, there may or may not be a reference to someone on this podcast. In there, there were some names of people that I used to work with at IGN in Daylight that I just threw in the letters. Like, there's totally... Uh, Isn't Mitch in it? Yeah, well, there's yeah. an Officer Dyer. Yeah. So. <laughs> there might be a games for... There might be a reference that Games for Windows Live listeners recognize. In, so. uh, in nice. In, nice. Uh, one of the hosts of this podcast might make some kind of appearance in Prey. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah. um, which is weird. Like, is that... 
Is that something that I need to disclose in an ethics statement if I review this game? That like, I don't know. that friends of friends, friends of friends. No, I don't think so. I don't know. Friend, friends of friends are featured in text in this because game. At that like, point, I'm cordial like, with the per, the designer in question, but right, I don't know. Yeah, but it's not like you and Sean were ever just hanging out. Like, I mean, you hung out with me. Like, yeah, it's like one person. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I, I mean, it. you did tell me at one time that anything that Sean Elliott does is automatically gold, so <laughs> that might be worth disclosing. That's a good point. I think about it that way. I actually don't know what all Sean's actually ever worked on. Like, I'm not saying no, he didn't work. I'm just saying, like, even I, who kept in good touch with Sean and stuff, I have no idea, like, what he did in Infinite. Yeah. I have vague ideas, but yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. With a game that big, it's hard to say. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we got a letter. It's from Brenton. And he talks about sequel predictions, and he's just wondering about games that we think we'll get by the end of this generation, and I'm just going to use his list as a jumping-off point, where we can say yes, no, or maybe. Okay. All right. Alan Wake? No. Yes. Really? I think there will be another Alan Wake. Really? I'll say maybe. I would say maybe. I would love I mean, that. There was already I, a second too. Alan Wake, technically. Yeah, for three seconds. Well, he just means another one this generation, though. I think that there's a decent chance. I, I cool. think that this right. generation will probably go as long as the last one because hmm. of stuff like Scorpio and Peace Batman Report. Arkham. Arkham? Not Rocksteady, he says, but maybe a new studio? Question mark. Uh, maybe? I think Arkham might be done. Yeah. I feel like Arkham might be done, but I could see another Batman game. I The rumor yeah. was that there was a 70s Neil Adams-style era Batman game in development. That would be cool. Hmm. Well, on paper, it sounds cool. <laughs> like a colorful Batman game sure. would be nice. Instead of dark and rainy the whole time, or yeah. snow, or... Like a, a city. Yeah. fucking sociopathic borderline murderer batman <laughs> yeah. something going away from that a little bit might be neat i put everyone in wheelchairs <laughs> <laughs> the city i i make that i'm part of the fucking like health industrial complex <laughs> <laughs> i mean while it's like the bruce wayne spinal research foundation yeah. <laughs> yeah. he also owned the hospital yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. uh crisis no because crytek is not doing well i think he said, especially if with the Crytek goes out of business, I think EA would buy the IP to Crisis. You think so? You think it? You think yeah. it's valuable enough to make another one? I think it's valuable enough for them to put out a collection and a remaster of those games at the very least, engage interest for a sequel. Yeah. Well, maybe. All yeah, right. and just own the yeah. brand in general. The darkness. No. No. I no. think the darkness is probably yeah. Dead. I don't. Even, I I think that comic is essentially dead as Dark well. Darksiders. No. Mm. I mean, technically, who, who THQ Siders? Nordic owns that franchise. And uh, THQ Nordic is publishing the Battle Chasers game, I guess. And there is, there is a... Does huh. THQ Nordic, Nordic own it, or does uh, Deep Silver own it? Well, who just made the Darksiders remaster that came out? Because it did just come out. Nordic? On Wii U. Yeah, THQ yeah. Nordic published oh, okay. it on Wii U. Like, even though, that's weird, right? That it just came out on Wii U. Yeah, the rights are kind of funky on that. I think that... There's too much weird blood between Joe Matarera and the video game industry and big publishers for him to get into a project of that scope. Because if you look at Battle Chasers, it's much smaller. It's like an overhead, very simple game by comparison. Bioshock. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) There will be another Bioshock game. 100%. There is probably a Bioshock game in development right now. Exactly. Uh, Deadpool. I guess he's basing that probably on the fact that the movie is popular and they were getting a sequel. 
that, did, that, did, that last game was so bad. I was gonna, I was gonna say, was there a game? Yeah, there was. <laughs> it, was it was actually made by the people High that, Moon. High Moon, yeah, that made really? Transformers and stuff. It was okay. It was what I read. Yeah, huh. I don't say the the Marvel Heroes Deadpool is, is very similar to that one because they're both voiced by Nolan North. Ours has a big old hammer. Just okay, like, fucking everything is voiced by Nolan North. <laughs> That's true. That, and that was done in like 2013 when right. Nolan North was like the only thing that mattered on this planet. That's when Troy, the Troy Baker ascendance was, was beginning. Was, was beginning, yes, exactly. <laughs> I did an interview with him in 2000, probably 12, and I was like, who are you? Like, and now it's like, okay. Some asshole. So, uh, dead Space. I hope so. Oh, God, I, that'd I, be great. I, I doubt it. I doubt it, but I, I want it. It would be cool. I'm going to put that under a solid maybe. Devil May Cry. Yes, there's a, the rumor. There's a rumor this week that there's Devil May Cry oh, really? in development right now. Uh, where? <laughs> don't know. I don't know uh, who's working on it. I just it's read not Ninja it Theory because they're no, working on they're working on Hellblade and that game looks pretty cool. Ninja Theory is working on lots of things. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, yeah, because they were working on like uh, a bunch of Disney Infinity stuff yeah. at the same time they were working on. Well, Hellblade's their next big like. Which they're talking about for like. Ooh, I don't like, think big is the word though because it's supposed to be like a short, ep- almost episodic thing. <laughs> Uh, but they've been, they've been like showing that game like on and off through like Twitter, but it hasn't been at the last two E threes. Because I, I tried to book them last year for E three, and they were like, "Oh, we're not showing stuff." And I was like, "But I like I see you guys like sh- gameplay, like showing off gameplay." And they're like, "Yeah." Anyway, <laughs> uh, I mean, there. It seems likely that Devil May Cry is is in development right now. I don't know if it's in Japan or at a Western studio. Part of the reason he threw the set is because he said our predictions have been really good. So we'll see how this holds up. Dishonored, no. DLC? No, this generation? A sequel? Yeah. A sequel this generation? The last one took how long to make? Four years. Yeah, three, four years. I mean, if they use the same engine and they just made new assets. I mean, they will use the same engine. It's the yeah. Void engine. It's Arcane's. Well, I'm Arcane. just saying, yeah, I'm just saying if they didn't try and upgrade the engine, they just made new assets. And I can see them being, I can see them being more efficient at game development, but I can't really see them squaring the story and stuff. Yeah, I think that that's the Mm. problem. Is the original Dishonored actually did quite well? Yeah, Dishonored Two is not done. Yeah, that makes me sad. Go by Dishonored. Um, Do the world of favor. Dishonored. The success of Prey will determine whether or not we get another Dishonored. Uh. Because if Prey does well, then Arcane gets another shot. Mm. But if they have two very expensive, very high-profile flops in a row, then that could spell some pretty serious trouble for Arcane. <sighs> Fucking looking glass all over again. Let's make a whole bunch of good games that nobody buys. The Division? Yes. Uh, yeah, definitely. All right. Doom. That one's tough. I... <laughs> I mean, because it was really what good. What is it but... going to make? Well, and they definitely leave it ready for a sequel at the end of two. I they mm. practically <laughs> obligate themselves to a sequel, yeah. considering right. it barely fucking ends. Yeah, right. but but would it be this generation? Is the question? I would think so. I, I, I think it's more likely because that game was in development for a very long time. But what people played mm. was assembled much more quickly. Mm. Um, I could see that game in like three years. I mean, yeah, I'd be fine with them just doing yeah. some new assets and maybe sooner. I feel like you'd be done like you're from now. I, I think that there's some pretty reliable speculation that there's a new Wolfenstein coming out this year. So, so Doom is a yes. I'd I think say so. Yes. All right, yes. Unless they're making, that, unless for some reason it's like you know what we're going to do quick. Next. That is another <laughs> game yeah. that did not do especially well at retail. Wolfenstein. Mm. Uh, I don't know how well Wolfenstein did. Okay, Doom, Doom, Doom did not I think Wolfenstein well. has done, done okay because they had 
New Blood was a relatively quick follow up, right? Yeah. yeah, well, New Blood was like, I paid like 40 bucks for it, I think, too, and it was by itself. Yeah. So, uh, Doom did not do especially well. Uh, Dying Light? I don't know how well Dying Light. I know a lot of people like that. Dying that Light. game did really well. Like, it had a lot of like very steady discounts and promotion on like good old games and stuff like it that. It would be mm-hmm. something for Warner to have in its catalog. Have a but I, there will absolutely be another Dying Light. I would be shocked if Dying Light 2 wasn't in active development right now. Uh, Elder Scrolls. He says, yes. I know we'll yes. get one, but do you think it will be this generation? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 100%. So, if not this year, then next. Yep. Okay. Uh, grow up, grow home. Yeah. I don't think so. Probably. Really? I'll be surprised. I, the first one was cheap. We're getting a second unraveled. Well, we got <laughs> grow home. So that was the second one. Wait. Wait, no. Grow up was the second one. Oh. So we already had a sequel. So would we get then, a third? I no, doubt it. No. Then no. Uh, another Halo Wars? No. No. I don't know. I don't know why we got a second Halo Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Another Just Cause? That's a maybe. I think that Avalanche is not doing yeah. super well because but, they're but, moving the money maker from PC to console because mm-hmm. Avalanche is, has been bankrolled not by Just Cause but by a game called The Hunter, which was a free-to-play hunting PC game. Oh, it's really pretty. Yeah. It's like ridiculously pretty. Um. And that is coming out on consoles soon, I think. Um, so the thing with... Uh, it's funny, like, Anthony and I talked about it a couple weeks ago about how um, uh, Ghost Recon just made us realize how much fun a multiplayer Just Cause would be. Yeah, I know. <laughs> multiplayer co-op open world I feel like Just Cause. like that would cause. be a big win for them. Fuck. It'd be great. Uh, so we all pretty much say maybe on Just Cause Arthur yeah, says... I think no. Arthur thinks like no. Yeah. Mirror's Edge. Strong no. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and Which then, is too bad because that is another game that ends on another cliffhanger. This is mm-hmm. one he says I couldn't resist throwing in an easy no, even though I love the games. Prototype, no, no. I don't think eh. Prototype's a franchise is going to get revived ever. What was Prototype? Oh, was, uh, that was, open uh, world action art, what was the the action game, yeah. Radical. It, yeah, it, it came, was, and that came out around, around the time of. I think it was. Just, radical okay <laughs> that was that was the one where everybody was like man if spider-man played like this game people would play a spider-man well, it, it was like the hulk ultimate destruction team, yes. team yeah that, it, but it also came around around the time of, of infamous and it got super compared right to it. oh that's right they both were like elemental but the, the, the like, difference uh-huh. was the infamous was like super polished and it, also, it came out at the same the time as uh red faction i liked i liked prototype though because prototype one was okay yeah it was, it was you, okay it was doing weird shit where you would like it was doing Hulk Ultimate Destruction. It so was, it was like a tearing. solid seven out but, of ten. But it was, but it was, it was, it came out right as the roller coaster went over the hill of we're really fucking tired of angry antiheroes. Yeah, and he was um, that guy again. Like I, prototype's biggest challenge is that Activision theoretically owns the IP. Right. And uh, Activision does not make any non-franchise games. Right. Uh, Splinter Cell. I want it. I'll I really, maybe. really want it. I would say maybe. I think we will get another Splinter Cell. I think there's a good chance it will look radically different hmm. from any Splinter Cell we've seen before. Just like but Ghost, you, Ghost Tom Clancy presents Lands. the Division oh, yeah. Splinter Cell. Wildlands <laughs> looked very different from yes, any Ghost Recon sure. that came before. I, yeah, I now, you're, it, now you're just part of the Splinter Cell organization, maybe. being agents mm-hmm. of that instead mm-hmm. of being him. I wonder if it's closer to something like a Hitman in style. I don't. I mean, it already was, I guess. You mean episodic? No, more in that it's 
uh, sandbox environments and and less linear levels. Maybe I think that like the linearity of Blacklist, I think was large part of, in large part a technical consideration. Yeah. All right, we got two more. Titanfall. No. This generation. Yeah, I think the Titanfall two mm. cratered pretty hard. Yeah, but is it the kind of thing where where it's like okay, it it has such strong name recognition in spite of the second one cratering that I you still try to bring it back with a third? Clearly, didn't have very strong name I recognition. I think I think what it'll be it's it's kind of like almost like that Dishonored thing, where uh, I'd be curious depending on how their Star Wars game goes, yep. what mm-hmm. that means for Titanfall. Mm-hmm. So. But it wouldn't be the first time that a publisher has brought back a flagging franchise to yeah. beat it back into Vince life. Vince Sampella, though, whatever the fuck that means, his quote that he had on that when he, they asked him about a sequel. Oh, yeah, it was like whatever. Because the EA brand guy stepped in and was like, blah, 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 we're, we're really committed we to the franchise. We know that EA, dude. Right. And then he's like, whatever, we're very committed to the franchise. And he answered, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> that was how the interview ended. Like, so. It was a interview, if you want to look it up. It was uh, Devin. Devin yeah. Barnett. Bennett. Bennett. Bill, I have not seen that man since 2011. All right, fine. Uh, and the last one, Watch Dogs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that it will also look different than Watch Dogs 2 did. Hmm. But I think Ubisoft, I mean, Watch Dogs 2 didn't sell as well as Watch Dogs 1, but it still sold a lot. Hmm. It's still clearly a franchise for them. Um, I think that they'll, I think that, that there are a lot of extenuating circumstances for games that came out in the fall of last year. Yeah. Um, Aside from how packed it was, I think that there being a PS4 Pro and PSVR um, drained a lot of money. Yeah, definitely. Out of, out of people's pockets that they would otherwise spend on games. And also there was the election and a bunch of other sort of extenuating factors. Yeah. So I don't know that anyone is ready to write that stuff off unless yeah. it did really badly. And like Watch Dogs 2 did not sell as well as Watch Dogs 1. That's like the worst thing you can say about it. Dishonored did not sell well. Like from every indication I have heard, and if someone that has makes heard, me so sad. If someone's seen the NPD numbers and wants them sent to me, that's a different story. But my yeah. the impression I have gotten from people I've talked to is that it did not do well. That makes um, me very very sad. So, it's a game that deserves to sell lots and lots of copies. Yeah, this generation in our generation years, even though it won't necessarily be a console game, I'll be curious to see what Blizzard does next. Like, will we get another Warcraft? Will we get another Diablo? I don't know. Do they so. even give a shit? Because now they have Overwatch. The, Are they uh, working on something? They're trying to get people to come back to Heroes of the Storm, that's for sure. They even <laughs> put out a video that was like, basically, please come back to Heroes yeah, of the Storm. Yeah, it's like Heroes of the Storm 2.0. So, which, yes, they literally Which, looking at 2.0. it, it's like, this does not fix any of the systemic issues that this game has. So, I'll just um, be curious, like, what is next one? Are they going to finally do another Warcraft? You know, I don't know. Yeah. So. when When's the next Ass Creed? Uh, this fall. This fall. Mm. Assassin's Creed Empire, I think, is what the name uh, is supposed to be. The Egyptian one, finally. Yep. That they've been talking about. Oh, that's about right. You guys talked years. about that a couple weeks ago. So. I forgot. I mean, I, I was in the press when I heard about Egyptian themed. Like, that was, it was <laughs> a Prince Creed. of Persia game in 2012. There you go. Um, All right. Any other sequels, do you think, that we might see this generation? I mean, uh, we talked about a bunch of possibilities that just based around ago. this next E3. You know, too. They're, I'm still they're, they're actually announce, thinking, like, Dragon Age is a really huge likelihood to I come out think very that there soon. There still could be another Plants vs. Zombies game. As weird I think as that it's, is. I don't think Garden Warfare Three because I saw recently that studio is that. hiring and they're like, we're building more worlds in the Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah, I nice. think that it's so, a no-brainer. Like, yeah, 
Seriously. I was just surprised. I just didn't know if it sold well enough to like, yeah, justify it. For games like that that have like good clear hooks for microtransactions, I think that EA Access gives like a third or fourth bite at the Apple mm-hmm. for stuff like that. And creating games like that to put on EA Access makes the subscription more attractive. That's true. So maybe it's um, not necessarily about raw numbers for that as much as does it help us and maintaining. And also like the Xbox Game Pass stuff and anyone else that does things like that creates incentive to build catalog yeah like yeah if you can have your stuff in game pass and get like like bits of money and stuff like that that's another reason to have more games to put in spots like that next uh mass effect this uh generation i think probably i think probably i think that'd be like end of generation yeah less than like four years yeah uh probably i'm thinking like three maybe I would say fall of 2019. Yeah. We will see the next Mass Effect. Unless it gets delayed. Like it will be announced for fall of 2019. (laughs) And it may get delayed to to 2020. 2020. Why are we talking about 2020? (laughs) Because that's like the time scale that games work on. Oh, I know. I know. It's more of a. How old will you be in 2020? Uh, I'll be 30. Dude, might as well pack it up. Yeah, seriously, just kill yourself now. Yeah, for okay. sure. <laughs> Did you bring the gun? Because I was like, we, we, I can do murder suicide like right now. My thirties have been way better than my twenties. <laughs> just wait until you're forty; it all gets really bad. You'll continue to look back and be like, oh, "I was an idiot. Oh, I was an idiot." Oh, that never man. changes. So yeah, that's what I mean. Forever. I was such an idiot. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, you no, just... I think I'm an idiot now, though. Yeah, well, yeah, but uh, you don't really more know you it. Think, is what <laughs> yeah. you're saying. You're more of an idiot than you think you are. Yeah, is, that's, is that's the, the whole gist. thing. Yeah. yeah, no matter where you are, you're always an idiot. Oh, God, was so that's bad. our advice to you. Look, everybody, the world's falling apart as we know it. James is an idiot. You're an idiot. I'm an idiot. I used an amiibo for the first time in the last two weeks. So. Hey, you idiot. You know, sell out. I, I, you I fucking, sell out. I saw it, you know. You fucking. Do you walk over man. to you walk I over remember your Anthony desk and just steal him. I walked over to the coworker and I said, and I said, hey, man, hey, man, do you have fucking, do you got like an amiibo I could just come use real quick? And he's like, no. Oh, you and, know I'm good for it. And then, and then he's like, and he's like, no. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. And he opened up a pouch. He's like, I forgot I had this one under my desk and i was like tight i got a pona with it so i got a pona so nice uh but i'll never buy one. Oh man anthony i remember when Says you were anthony cool of 2017 i have like the only really good one the yeah. classic mario yeah the 8-bit mario so yeah i mean whatever i'm just pulling everyone's strings i got plenty of dumb plastic toys my desk is littered in disney infinity shit so uh <laughs> Rip, um, indeed. If you can, if it's still in theaters near you, because it was a had a limited run, people should go see Your Name, which is a movie, a animated Japanese animated movie, the yeah. highest grossing Japanese movie of all time, right? Yep. Uh, it's about two teens that live in different parts of Japan who body yeah. swap. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I heard about one, this. And one discovers that they have a power that they never understood, and everyone's like, "Wow, like, there's no way that this person could have that power because, like." They're just a nobody, and then people are like, wait, but they do have a power, and it's like way better than anyone ever could have expected. And there's like five-minute scenes in every part of the film where people go, oh, oh, oh. (laughs) 
<laughs> Anthony's choking for the people who. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's like that's like eighty percent of animes though, where it's always about like the boy who's like an outcast who comes to the new town, and everyone's like, "Guess what? We're really fucking good at tennis." And he's like, "I've never played tennis before, but I guess I'll try." That's fucking shonen. Shonen's fucking sucks. <laughs> There's like actually good shit out there. You can go watch a race. You could go watch Shirbako. You could go watch. Uh, there's some other stuff. I mean, to be fair, like, stuff. I make fun of that, right? And yeah. then I go and read a Warhammer book, which could be summed up as, yeah, there's a problem, and then a bunch of aliens arrive on a planet, and then dudes we come down. We fucking kill them! Dudes come down with chainsaws, and it, it's 80 pages of talking about the guts cutting out of them. It's like, okay, well, I fill my mind with all kinds of garbage. So. But there's... But I do think there's legitimately good. Like, there's good Warhammer stuff. There is good. There's definitely yeah. a lot of good anime. No, and your name is there's, is... there's pretty good Warhammer stuff. I'm sure there's great anime. Yeah. So There's a movie that comes out this weekend that's not Furious 8 that I want to go see. Uh, Colossal. Oh, yeah. But it's only playing in, like, bougie movie theaters. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a... Yeah, it's, well, I've heard, actually, it's, like, starring a bunch of, like, really yeah, famous like, people. Yeah, fucking Jason Sudeikis and... and Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Mm. Are in that movie like what the fuck it's not a small movie yeah yeah they do this one for like the 40 grand or something that they're getting paid they're like it's okay i'm not doing it for the money doing it <laughs> but it's that, like a, it's a monster movie Oscar it's a nod. fucking kaiju movie <laughs> oh really never heard of this it's, me either we should watch the trailer before you guys okay. actually yeah. no you shouldn't watch the trailer because i think no. i think yeah i'd rather just go into it blind go see it yeah like it's it, reviewing quite well right on the way that the conceit maybe it'll of the start movie. off as a bougie thing and then it will do well and then they'll give it a wider maybe. release. Yeah, that's how some of that shit goes down. Yeah. So all right, let's wrap this up. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking serious. Turn it off. We're out of here. Get on with your lives. You just don't want to give out the Twitter handle. Oh yeah, Chuff Money Agent Bizzle. I'm not, I'm not Agent Bizzle. <laughs> Long, that's from a show you haven't been on in what, like almost a year? year? Uh, no, I'm at Chuff Money. Arthur's at A E G I E S. James at James underscore Faulkner. Matt's at Talking Orange. You can send your letters to letters at eat sleep game dot com. Thanks for everyone that wrote in. We appreciated that, especially the person with your uh, your game prediction. That was yeah, fun. That was a good yeah, one. That's the more like that. That was fun. Yeah. Arthur, was if, if I was editing this show, I would just I would just cut it right when Anthony says, Okay, bye. That's a <laughs> this, good this be extra. Like, it doesn't have to be in the actual no, show. So what I should do is I should start the music like as he's doing that and uh-huh. then like cut the show off and bring the music up like it's ending and then like stop the music and insert the rest of the video. Yeah, that's yeah, true. But go. I don't know that I have time for that. Yeah. So, Everyone so go check out Arthur's yeah. work over at Polygon. He's going to write that uh, op-ed for you, and it'll be up by the time you hear the show. Nice. So I'm saying that, so now he has to do it. God damn it. So, <laughs> thanks, everyone. Go play Prey. It should be cool. And also, Marvel Heroes coming to console, so that's a thing. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs>